right, here we are back again for another week at the barbershop. I'm your host, Mark Gray, joined by my co-host, Damar Johnson. How you doing today, buddy? And the man behind the scenes, A1. What's up, guys? Slow as usual. And our special invited guest, Maryland's all-time leading rusher, Jet second round draft pick, nine-year NFL vet, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, buddy? Good. Fear the turtle. Fear the turtle, man. Fear the turtle. It's always good to have another turp in the uh, in the barber shop, man. How you been, Lamont? It's been a while since you've been in here. I've been good, man. It's definitely been a while, but it's, it's always good to come home. All right. Well, we look forward to having you on the show. It's going to be a good show. Lots and lots to talk about. A one, did you get the um the picks for next week? Last week? Yeah. That was terrible, right, DJ? <clears throat> I don't know. DJ did all right. You you kind of stumbled a little bit. I think I'm more. What was the record from last week? Uh, eight and eight for you, and I okay. think DJ went eleven and five. So you guys reversed what you did uh, last week. Okay. I didn't. I didn't have any problem with that. I, I I thought I did way worse than that. It was a lot of stuff in the NFL. Just one. It was a lot of games last week that I felt like were um a toss up, and uh, I felt like I lost all of those toss ups, but. That, we'll get into that. A um, couple things to talk about of note before we get into the NFL. Um, college-wise, Florida State falls off the face of the earth, gets gets the hands put on them by uh, by a Louisville team. This, I just had something, A1. Okay. Uh, DJ, thoughts on uh, Florida State and Louisville? What did you see there? Um, I, I, was, I was tracking it on my phone because I actually played basketball Saturday morning. I looked up the first half and I seen that... Um, Kid Jackson had three touchdowns rushing, one touchdown passing, like 180 in the air, like 90 something rushing. And I, I said before this week that if he can do this, what he's been doing against Florida State, he'll probably win the Heisman. And he, he hasn't slowed down at all. I didn't think it'd be. I thought they would probably come close, but they actually they killed him. The, uh, Lamont, did you get a chance to watch any of that Florida State Louisville game? No, I didn't watch it. I saw the score. Um, didn't really surprise me. Uh, what's the coach's name over there? Um, got me, Bobby Petrino. Petrino, got you. Petrino, I mean, he's shown to have some success. That is true. Um, being, you know, being a coach. So, um, and one thing that the coach, the, the quarterback from from Louisville, kind of reminds me of the guy from Clemson. And he gave the whole ACC problems. A guy that can throw the ball, who's accurate, and can also use his legs and be dangerous. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how, Louis, how Louisville finishes out the season. You saw that Mike Vick came out and said that this guy is not five times better than he was when he was in college. Is that just Mike being humble? or Well, he can't be five. It's not possible to be five times better than Mike Vick right. was in college. Um, he was uh, – did you – because Virginia Tech wasn't in the ACC yet when we were there, was it? No. No, okay. So weren't. you never got a chance to play against Mike no. Vick in college? No. Okay. Hey, for the, for the debate that we've also off had on ca- off camera several times, Lamont, can you tell these people how good Peter Work was in college? Oh, Peter Work is a beast. I mean, he might be one of the – like everybody talks about Reggie Bush, but, I mean, Peter Work was the, the Peter Work before uh, – was Reggie Bush before Reggie Bush. Um, I, I saw, saw P-Dub uh, a couple of months ago working at camp with FBU. And uh, I just remember playing against him and th- the things that I had an opportunity to watch him do from the sideline. Um, it was amazing. I've never seen anybody like that on the football field. I feel like he was – let me tell you what you think about this. In his time, I feel like he was a uh, before his time in the fact that they wanted him – he was a slot receiver before there was slot receivers. You yeah. know what I mean? Before Wes Welker made it okay to just be the guy that goes out there and catches the, the, the short passes. So – 
he was the quickest thing moving, and, and you know he would have fit in that role perfectly, you know. But at that time, they drafted him to be a number one receiver on the outside because that's what you did with guys that you drafted, you know, in the top five. Mm-hmm. Nobody's drafting slot receivers top five, right. and it just never happened in the NFL because that wasn't his strength. Agree to disagree? Uh, yeah, definitely wasn't his strength. I, I think in today's NFL, he would he would probably dominate today's NFL. Uh, you know what? College fo- football in general was a lot different back when you and when we were all in school. I think it's a lot softer now. So Uh-oh. a lot of things that Shots. I see that's going on right now. I mean, it's not to say there aren't good ballers, but the game is nowhere near as physical as it as, as it was back when we were in school. Okay. Um, question, DJ. I'm at your house on Saturday night, and Lamont, you guys can both actually chime in on this and your thoughts. We're watching a guy by the name of Leonard Fournette, phenomenal athlete, and now. Basically, at this point in his career, the only thing, his number one, two, and three goal is to stay healthy. Yeah. You know, just just to stay healthy. And it's kind of like, remember, Clowney, when we had already determined that Clowney was going to be the number one pick, all he had to do was stay healthy. So you start asking yourself, like, is it even fair to these players that they have to be there? So, DJ, you yourself going into your freshman year, you knew that you were going lottery. So the game plan was just essentially try and improve your draft pick if you really could yeah. and stay healthy. Your thoughts on just the whole idea of these players having to be there? Well, it's different in football. I ne- it never once crossed my mind about getting, getting injured, injured in basketball, right? It was just go out there, try to win a national championship, have fun. I knew I pretty much was going to go, like you say, lottery, regardless of what I what I did. Um, but for, for like Fournette, for me – you know, I like LSU, so I want to see him break records. I want to see him go out there and rush for 300 yards. But even last year, he, you know, he rushed for 1,800 yards, but they pulled him a lot of those games in the third quarter. Um, they didn't even play him the second game this year. So I do feel like they are conscious of that and trying to keep him, keep him healthy. I mean, he, 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 he bangs a lot. You know, he, he gets hit a lot and he's the one that's doing the hitting, but I don't, they're not out there like last year. They was given, Derek Henry forty something carries. They don't they don't run him into the ground like that. If if I'm in the his family's camp, an agent or whatever the case may be, I'm asking myself why is he even out there? You know what I mean? Like if to to be adding those any type of risk in a sport, basketball is very different. So the chances of something happening to you that are career changing not very not very high. Football on any play, you know, he's one helmet to the to the knee to going from being a lock top five pick to. You know, fifth round, yeah. and, and and not ever getting that payday. Lamont, you can speak on that. You came back for your junior year. You would have been uh, first, probably no less than a second round draft pick after your junior year. Decided to come back for your junior year. Did you ever regret coming back for your senior year? Oh no, oh no. I knew I wasn't ready. Taking that long walk after the UVA game with my shoulder in the harness, my arm in the harness. I knew I was coming back. I, I just, from a maturity standpoint, I didn't think I was ready for the NFL. Um, I felt like I had some unfinished business in college, and uh, I'm big on on you know finishing is better than starting. And to leave early, I thought would have been a selfish decision. Uh, looking at some of the running backs that that were out that year, um, you know it would have been kind of tough, tough, especially knowing that I would have missed the the um, the combine. With that said, when I came back, it was, I mean I came back, I was already nicked up. The more you think about getting hurt, the chances are you're going to get hurt. Yeah. If you play passive, you play in a running back position, you can't play passive. You can't play worrying about getting hurt. You just got to bite down on your mouthpiece, go out there, lower your shoulders, and do your job. It's what makes us special. That's why everybody can't, can't play this position. So if you're going to come back 
and you're not going to go to the NFL. There's no sense in hurting the team and then being tagged as a bad character guy because you're more concerned with your health than you are going out there and winning games. If you're more concerned with your health, then leave. Take a chance in the draft if you can. Um, and, and go that route. If, if, if you're not going to, if you can't go to the draft, then hey, just sit out a year of college, get yourself healthy, and then just take your chance with the pros. But if you're going to come back and play, you can't come back and play worrying about injuries and all those different types of things because you're going to get hurt. Coming from college at that age, whether it be a junior, uh, senior, or even for the sake of argument, sophomore, what do you think would be the bigger adjustment? What would you be more worried about players having trouble adjusting? The, the maturity off the field or the physicality on the field? I think it's a combination of both. Uh, the running back position. Put it this way, there are some positions, like a wide receiver, you know, if, if, if you're a 6'3", 230 pounds of just a solid muscle and you're a wide receiver, you may be able to get away with that in, in the NFL. But as a running back, you want to make sure your body is fully developed. And, of course, I have to speak from the standpoint of when I was playing because we had more two-back sets. It wasn't this spread out that stuff that you see nowadays. But you're, you have to be physically and mentally prepared for everything that being a pro has to offer. Me, I was blessed. I mean, I didn't have the, the, the best off-season work habits, but – with me coming back my senior year, the benefit that I that I got is I got a chance to learn about life from Curtis Martin for four years being drafted by the Jets. So on one end, you know, you say, hey, you could have went pro, but on the back end, it's like, hey, you know, I got a chance to learn from the fourth all-time leading rusher and a Hall of Famer and just one of the best people that I've ever met. Right. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um. Let's go ahead and get, hold on, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. I remember, just real quick, we were talking about this DJ on Saturday. Um, these, and these NFL players in dropping the ball at the one yard line. Like, it's become a thing now. It's unbelievable that it still happens. <clears throat> like that, if you're on the sideline, Lamont, and something like that happens, wh- what do you say to your, t- I mean, how do, what is the locker room, what, what is that, what happens? What do you say to somebody? That you drop the ball in the one yard line? Yeah, the, the, the Sean Jackson sort of thing where you're running down for the touchdown and before you cross the line of scrimmage, the, the end zone, you just put the ball on the ground. Especially if you lose, it's almost like, you know, you, what, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, if you know that a guy has that type of, type of, um, I don't want to use the word character because I don't want to seem like I'm taking a shot at his character, but if you have a guy that, that's into the showboating some, or, mm-hmm. or you know, it's about, you know, how can I look good for the cameras and doing all these things? And it's understand this. It's hard to score in the NFL. There were times that I'm in a huddle and you just, you get into such a good groove into such a good feeling. There's some, there were times in the huddle that I'm thinking about what I'm going to do when I score. Right. So, you know, those things, those, those things are natural. But I would also say, let's look at some of the coaches that, that, that this has happened to. I don't think you will ever see that on the Bill Belichick team. Right. A guy dropping the ball. Right. Chances are, if you see that, chances are you may not be playing for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, for the remainder of the season. So, I mean, to each his own is, is, is part of, is part of the entertainment part. But at the end of the day, you got to score first. Mm-hmm. Dropping the ball. What's the point in dropping the ball before you cross the goal line? Right. How about you cross the goal line first and then drop the ball? Solidify what you're doing first before you get into celebrating. That's what's puzzling to me. I mean, it's happening a lot more in college, but. It's like after it happened twice, how, how can it continue to happen? You see all the TV channels, they play it over and over again. How, how are you not thinking about crossing the line? Just go right there. And Still then right drop the you. ball. What, what makes you, I mean, 
and and it takes away from you because you want that touchdown mm-hmm. on, on your stats, and not not a, let alone it take it away from the team. I mean, chances are the team might get the ball on the one yard line and might score, but what about the other team picks the ball up and and then they get the ball or it's a touchback? It's just it's ridiculous that that actually still happens. On Mike and Mike, they were talking about what would happen in disciplinary action. And I was wondering from both of you guys' standpoint, Mike, Mike and Mike was, my, Mike Golick was talking about the type of thing that the whole team has to run yeah. until you get it. What have your, been your thoughts been in those situations with the whole punishing the whole team for somebody else's silly acts? And then when that does happen, how does the rest of the team look at that one player? I mean, you're, you're pissed off. I mean, you're, you're pissed off because you gotta, you know, you gotta run for something that somebody else is doing. That's the reason that the coach do it to, to try to, that's, that's, that's teaching you more of a lesson. I mean, them running you, right? You don't want to run, but it's like, okay, you know, I did this. I'll pay the penalty, but ha- making everybody run, you know, some of them guys might want to, might want to fight you at some point when you, you know, when you, when you make it a run cause you're, cause you're being stupid. Right. Lamont, you got something? Only certain guys can get away with doing that. I mean, the fact, look, Deshaun Jackson, he's one of those guys. He can get away with doing it once. He may even yeah. get away with, with, with doing it a second time, but. Yeah. The problem is, is that when you come to get that next contract, that's something that's going to be held against you. Yeah. So it really just depends on who the guy is. But it, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just something that's that that's that's just unacceptable. I can only imagine that if you would have did that to a Joe Montana, or or a John Elway, a Dan Marino, or somebody like a Jeff George, you probably would have seen somebody on live TV getting a nice tongue lashing. So right. also think that that's something that reflects leadership. Right. And then on one hand, you are. Obviously, you've made a great play to even get to that point. Then you ruin it by just dropping the ball one inch before you cross the line. All right, let's get into uh, week two, and we can attack these uh, game by game. Um, we can start with the oh, – okay, I thought something there. Uh, Mayweather has given up on fighting McGregor. That was a waste of everybody's time to even begin with. Um, remind me at the end to talk about the uh, – Triple G and, uh, Canelo. Canelo. Okay. Um, start off with the Thursday night game of which we had, uh, the Jets and the Bills. The interesting thing about this is that the Bills go out there and score, uh, 31, 31 points. Yeah. Uh, good amount of points, you know, m- more than enough points to win. Mm-hmm. And Rex decides what better time to fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Over or under eight games is here for Rex Ryan. It's not good. It's not, not wins with a job. Yes, with, that he has a job. They, I don't. I don't think they fire him halfway through the year. Really? No, nah, I don't think. Isn't he hasn't? He's barely over one season with the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he got he got guys suspended. Um, you know he he don't have his full team there, and there's been a tough schedule so far. It's not getting better. They play Arizona. Um, no, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, as you look at their true. schedule, they could like they could be zero and five, zero and yeah. six. Yeah. And I definitely think Rex gets fired then, especially if it's, if, you know, the defense is, continues to be horrible and that's you and your brother's specialty. Yeah. Now, if they go 0 and 6, I mean, I don't know about that, but they're, they're, <laughs> right. they're best defensive players, not on the field. I'm, do you think, do you get the feeling? I remember earlier, I mean, we've been doing the show for years now. Earlier in the game, both of us, probably four or five years ago, were heavy on the Rex Ryan bandwagon. And, you know, that's the type of guy you want to play for, you run through a wall yeah, for him. Yeah. Don't you kind of get the feeling the Rex Ryan act is just wearing, is getting old now? I like Rex. I still like Rex. But, I mean, who who's the best quarterback he's had? You know, he I don't think he's had great teams. 
He hasn't. But at what point is that Mark your fault? Sanchez then? and you know now Tyrod Taylor. He hasn't. He's playing against in a division with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how I mean how, how good you expect your team to be? You got to keep facing that. But what about the all the off the field antics, the talking, the losing? I mean, just the combination when he was doing all the talking and they were going to back to back and they were winning. That was cool. Now it just seems like we're just always hearing Rex's mouth and it's always like a another rah rah speech again. You know, to the point where it just looks like it's just the same rah rah speech. Right. Well, it's not like he's just going out his way to go out and just talk a lot of trash. I mean, he his job is to, you know, he got to go up to the podium and they ask him questions and he's answering the questions. He's a transparent guy. I mean, you know, he talks he talks how he talks. That's just how he is. But I, I feel like his players love to play for him. Now, maybe they don't always play great, but if you if you love playing for that coach, I mean, chances are you're going to go out there, you know, and do what you're asked, but you got to have players too. Lamont? What do you think about the old Rex Ryan act? Um, I think a lot of it's fueled by the media. Yeah. I mean, if you, you – there are a lot of coaches who aren't winning that you don't see them on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think some of that is, is, is fueled by the media. Um, he's missing players, and, and it's Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, let's, let, let's be honest. It's yeah. Buffalo. I mean, they they're, they're – them being relevant, it still goes back to Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. those the, that era. So, um, you know, you just, I, I think you just got to give him a little more time. I, I think he actually hurts himself by all the talking that he does. It worked fine when – think about this. He was with the Ravens. Look at the players that he had with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. He was with the Jets. Look at the players that he had with the Jets. He doesn't have those players with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think that I agree with, with, with Slim with, with what he said. If you love your coach, you're going to play for him. And I think it's just a matter of time before Rex gets his kind of guys in there and then he can really get this thing turned around. They're not firing him. You don't think so? No, I don't think they're going to fire him. They're, 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 they're not going to fire him. They said um, if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's done. Yeah, I mean, he's going to finish. Yeah, but he's going to finish the year. Yeah, I mean, he's not getting fired halfway through the season. I mean, you're not. I'll take that that bet. I got him. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. I think I, I just think writing's on the wall for him and his brother. I think they'll both be looking for. uh, Well, I don't think Rex will be looking for any more jobs because we don't need and him looking for any. Oh, not Rex. Excuse me. Uh, Rob. Rob. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is definitely Rob's last defensive coordinator job. I, I, you know. I don't know about he can get somewhere down the line some sort of job. Um, the Jets, any thoughts on the Jets? Lamont, your former team. They look good. I like Fitzpatrick. I thought uh, Matt Forte uh, signing yeah, him was critical. Signing Forte was critical for the Jets because he gives he gives you a running back that that's a veteran. He gives you a running back that that's not only a solid runner on, in all aspects between the tackles, getting to the outside. But he's a solid pass protector, and he's a threat out of the backfield. So, uh, when you look at this division, the AFC East, you know, for the most part, it's, it's a two-team division. Mm. You know, it's, just, it's the Patriots and it's the Jets. That's really what it comes down to. You, you would like to think shout that out Miami, my Dolphins fans. You would. I was about to say you would like to think that Miami would would do something, but at the end of the day, <laughs> um, who who has the best? Who, which team has the the two best offenses? You look at the Patriots without Tom Brady. The Patriots gave the rest of the NFL four-game head start, and it's not looking good for the rest of the NFL. And so when you think about that conference, you know, Buffalo, you're fighting uphill. Miami, I mean, you're fighting uphill. This thing is all about the Jets and and the Patriots, and that's what it's going to come down to when you you talk about the AFC East. 
My thing with Forte going into the season was I just didn't know how much he had left. And for an older back in the beginning, 30 carries? That's a lot of carries, man. Mm-hmm. And he's already got a – he's – I don't think he's finished the season about two, maybe three years in a row that he's had trouble uh finishing the season. So uh, you don't want, don't want to run him into the ground too early, especially when you have a Bilal Powell in the back as a backup running back who did a good job last year. Yeah, but but here's the difference between when he first came into the league to to where we are now with with football. His body isn't taken. He's not taken anywhere near the beating in tour days that he used to take in today's NFL. So if you take away the hits they would, that that most of the players, the running backs, were taking throughout tour days, you have less tour days. You have less padded practices, which means your body is able to 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 handle more hits. You're not getting beat up as much as practice. Most of the time, running backs we come into the season already nicked up. Yeah. So as long as he's in shape, the practices aren't physical. So he gets the whole week. Pretty much, if you're not in pass, you're just running around. So, um, and, and and we like to talk about people like to talk about how running backs they get old and and they get slow. Well, Curtis Martin is the oldest oldest running back in NFL history to win a rushing title, and I think he was 31, 32, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that day is long gone. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. Nothing even close to that. Like I I, I don't think that. And I, me and Demar have had this debate, and I think TJ even wanted in on that. I don't think there will be another running back to ever even crack the top ten all time in rushing. Like all this idea that anybody's catching Emmitt Smith, like that day where you can be the starting running back for the team yeah. for like thirteen years in a row, be get all the carries, we'll never see that again. Like it just it just won't happen. I mean now we have guys I mean, the Redskins got their four years out of Alpha Morris and sent him on his way packing. You know, I mean they're getting rid of guys that so early. I just, I just think those days are long, long gone. Yeah, I agree. But uh, as far as, you know, the Jets and Forte, um, I mean, Forte has something to prove. I mean, he's done a lot in the league already. And he know he's been injured. And now, you know, when you start over, you go to a whole – sometimes you just get tired of being where you are. And when you go to a new place, everything's new. You want to start over fresh. And and that's what he, he's doing there. And, and Fitzpatrick looked great. Decker, Brandon Marshall, you know, both of them guys – are, are really really good receivers. Um, this this new kid Quincy and Unwa had a hell of a game last game. Aside from Revis being picked on, Woo! Um, <laughs> picked on. Yeah, but he got this. Like this the, game like wasn't that bad though. He got the he got the one um yeah. bomb, yeah. and he's got that target now where anything he does is just magnified. So right. I mean, he got beat one play essentially. I mean. On that, in that game. Yeah, but getting, getting beat for 84 yards isn't really just anything. No. You know, you, that's, that's noticeable. And, and, and he, and after that, after that, he, he also will, Tyrod Taylor missed the pass, a comeback route where he wasn't trying to get beat deep again. And he came back for like 15 yards. He probably could have done that all night because in his mind, he probably be like, I'm not letting this guy get behind me. So he could have, he could have came back, routed him the rest of the game, but that's just not how that offense is set up. I got you. Going to the next game. Barely you want to talk about this one. Bucks at Cardinals. Cardinals had a rough loss last week at home, and I guess they're determined not to let it happen again as the Bucks go in there, and they definitely um, calmed down the Jameis Winston talk for at least one week. Jameis looked awful. Yeah. I mean, well, well, Arizona, with the ex- expectations we had for them and them coming off a loss, they had to really come out and make a statement, um, and, and that's, that's just what they did. I mean, they're a really good team. We all know. And, you know, guys started to get down on them losing to um, the Patriots without Tom Brady. Uh, not much to talk about in that game. <laughs> but one thing I, the, the, 
people were making note of is that they were down essentially 40 points and going into the fourth quarter, uh, pretty much the last drive of the game. Jameis Winston is still out there. Thoughts on that, Lamont? Um, Franchise quarterback out there in a 40-point blowout. Well, you want him to get his reps, you know? It's, <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. You want him to get his reps. If you weren't happy with the way he performed, then, then yeah, you keep him out there. It's, it's early in the season. Uh, he's playing against a tough defense. Maybe there's some things that, that you wanted to see. Uh, I don't know if he was out there by himself. I mean, I don't know if they no, still everybody the was still out there. Well, I don't yeah. know about line. Everybody, Mike Evans was still out there. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you if, I'm sure if your start, if your franchise quarterback was out there, your starting offensive line was out there too. And that was probably a way of him getting back, not getting back at his guys, but sending a message to his guys like, Hey, no, y- y'all are going to finish this thing. Been, I, no, I was going to say, have you been in that situation? But I've been there with you, so I know you have been in plenty of those situations out there in Oakland. What What's going through your head when you are when it's like, is there is there any sort of a embarrassment feeling, or is it like I can't wait to get off the field? I mean, and you too slim in a situation where you know you're just out there getting destroyed. Uh, for me, I, I hate I hated it. Um, well, it's different because when, when I wasn't a starter, when I wasn't right. playing then it's just, and I haven't played the whole game and then, you know, we're down 30 points and don't, you don't want to put me in with six minutes left. You want to put me in with a minute left. <laughs> and that, and that, and that's pointless at, at that point. I've always thought that when I see the guy check in with 10 seconds left, like yeah. just taking off your sweats to just go out like that, right. like that's annoying, right? Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about being out there now when you're a starter and you're just out there getting, well, I mean, the NBA is different. They do take their guys yeah. out. But it was different with 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 Jameis. Is he's is he's he's young. Now, if you leaving Tom Brady out there, Carson Palmer, somebody, they need to go sit down. Right. But him, by him being that young, I'm okay with him staying out there, getting getting extra reps. In. Lamont, what's been on your mind when you're out there, and and that's the situation, down 30, 40, and the situation. Once you realize that it's not even possible, and you're still out there. And you are the starter. Do you, do you kind of look like coach when I, when I get to come out or? No, nah, you know what? I grew up an Elway fan. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's time on the clock, then, then we have a shot. Um, for me playing a running back position, when I'm out there, you know, when, when I get the balls, it's like, Hey, I want my stats to get up. I want to show the coach that I'm still playing. Uh, and at the end of the day, you, you want to put on a good show while you're out there because the other teams are going to see this. Yeah. No matter, you could be, you know, it could be 40 to 7. And if it's five minutes left on the game and you put something up there that the next team that you play can say, hey, oh, okay, he doesn't do this too, he doesn't do this very well. Uh, then that following game, that, that time that you're in there is going to come back to hurt you. So I think it all, it, it really ultimately comes down to the mindset. You have a job to do, you're out there playing. Um, I don't think I ever thought about, okay, well, you need to go ahead and get me out the game. As long as I'm in there, I'm trying to get my stats up. I'm trying to see. <laughs> My trying man. To, I mean, that's what I mean. Really, at that point, you want to get your stats up. You want to get your stats up. Uh, at that time, you know, you, you want to play for your fantasy, the people that have you in your fantasy squad. You, you, I mean, you want to have something that's going, that, that's going to motivate you, especially when you're looking at the score and it's like, okay, it comes a time where realistically, okay, we're down by 40 with four minutes left. On the clock. I mean, we don't have Reggie Miller. This is a basketball. Right so, uh, you just got to go out there and, and, and play, man. And, and like Slim said, Jameis is, is young. Uh, the whole starting unit must have been out there, and, and I think that's good for them. He's sending a message to his team. Steelers, Bengals. Steelers, um, Steelers, uh, Steelers are good. You know, Steelers, Steelers are definitely good. Uh, we, they were kind of, uh, I knew they were good. We both knew they were good at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Not sure I knew 
how good. And the Bengals, this is this is shaped up over the last two or three years to be one of the best rivalries in, in the NFL, and certainly not the most confrontational and uh, physical rivalry in the NFL going right there. What are you taking away from this game uh, with the Steelers 24 and the Bengals 16, DJ? This game was ugly, man. The rain, the rain really ruined this game for for both teams. It wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting because it was raining so hard they couldn't really do the things they really wanted to do. Um, you think they got robbed? I think they did. It was two 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 really bad calls. The one call was definitely not a fumble, and it, I guess it was on coast to not challenge the touchdown. If he challenged it, then he probably gets a touchdown. This game it could have went um, it could have went the Bengals' way, but. I mean, I, I, I want to see. I want to see when they when they play against each other in, in some better weather, because our stars didn't really get off much. Um, AJ, AJ, and Antonio didn't really do do too much. James, sorry, I just saw your comment. Yes, we definitely got uh, destroyed up there in Arizona. Which I don't know about you, but I wasn't even surprised about that. Um, DJ, I mean, excuse me, Lamont, go ahead. Um, I, I think when you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think everybody has to remember that. These guys, outside of a couple of injuries, would have been the Super Bowl champs. I mean, you think about Antonio Brown, Big Ben, and I believe Bell. You lose your starting quarterback, wide receiver, and <laughs> running back, all who are pretty much in the top five at their position. Yeah. You know, the Steelers are a good football team. They are a great organization, organization and have yeah. been a great organization since <laughs> the Existence. Steelers have been. Right. Have have been in in existence. Um, Cincinnati to me is just one of those teams that it's just a wait and see. You know, for me it's it, it's it's all right. I, I really don't care what you all do during regular this, season. During the regular season, they have there's no, they can go watch, sixteen and zero. It, when, when I watch Cincinnati play during the regular season, I'm more so scouting the other team to see mm-hmm. what the other team does against a good regular season team. But for me, when it comes to Cincinnati, I just want to see what they do when, when it comes playoff time and and us being here in in the DMV. Uh, I can't wait to see the Redskins and the Bengals play because I think that game is going to be it's going to be ugly. But what was 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 different about Pittsburgh now is they've always been this defensive juggernaut, and and they they aren't that anymore. It trans it transferred to the offense. Now their offense is very high powered. Their defense is playing pretty good this year. Last year, you know, they um they We're had terrible. a lot of questions on defense, and now, you know, if they can put <coughs> if they can get just. Half of the defense they used to have, along with that high power offense that they got, they probably couldn't be in the Super Bowl. They're 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 in that short list of teams that you have to. And, but as long as you're going to have Big Ben, and as long as Big Ben is holding on to that ball, Big Ben's health is always going to be a question. It yeah. always he takes a lot. He takes a beating. He gets hit a lot, and we've seen that when Big Ben goes down, that's the end of that. I don't feel like I don't feel like even when he gets hit, I don't feel like they really phasing him, man. Guys is bouncing off of that dude. Yeah, man. but he he's he misses so many games. He like in terms of just he comes out of so many games. He's questionable for so many games. Yeah. He leaves so many games. You know, last year, you know, he came off the bench and threw, I mean came off the bench through seven touchdowns, but yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't start that game because he was banged up. So I mean he he takes a lot of abuse. Um that guy's tough though, man. No, he is. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Titans Lions. Uh, the Lions, a rough week and a rough and a rough showing all the way around. Um, this was a another ugly game, for for lack of a better word. Um, I don't. What, what do you want to say about this? Amir uh, Abdullah out. Looks like I'm. He was out for a while. Right. 
I um I, I didn't I didn't watch much of this game. There's too many games on at one o'clock. Good games was on at one o'clock, so I didn't I didn't see you know really much of this when I clicked on it. It wasn't wasn't much happening during commercials of the other games. But I mean I I like Marcus Mariota. He's he's a you know he's a really solid quarterback. He's getting better. Um, um I like what Demarco Murray's doing over there. I I think Tennessee. I said before the season. I think Tennessee is going to be going to be pretty pretty. How long can year. he can Demarco Murray hold off Derrick Henry? Have you seen Derrick Henry, Lamont? You get I've seen him a little bit. Um I like Marco Murray. I think he's a solid running back. Yeah. And he's very I mean he he's he's explosive. He's explosive in all areas of 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 the game. Um but you gotta remember that dude, I mean, he was balling down there in Dallas. Absolutely. He's a guy that when he gets the ball in his hands in, in the open field, he I mean, he could take it to to the house at, yeah. at any time. Yeah. But I, I think Sticking with the trend of the way the NFL is going right now, I think that's one heck of a one-two two punch. Of yeah. a one-two punch with those two, and I yeah. think that if you if you if you play that, if you if you, I think with Tennessee, if you focus on your run game, mm-hmm. feature your two backs, and mm-hmm. take pressure off of your quarterback, right. and then when it's time to throw the ball, your quarterback is in situations that's that, that's favorable for him. I think that these are two teams that at the end of the year, I don't think are really going to be relevant. But I do think that these are two teams that are going to get some some upset victories throughout the course of the season. Right. DJ, when you say you like Mariota, like how much do you like Mariota? Like what are you what are you seeing? Like best case scenario, Mariota. Like give me a ballpark projection player. Like I think he could be. It's hard to do that because he's 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 kind of different. Um, he is, and and that's why I'm like, I, you've said several times that you like him, and I'm. I'm kind of like real indifferent to Mariota in terms of I, I I'm not in love with him. I'm for lack of a better word. I'm yeah. I'm just I'm just not I I feel like he is one of those guys that's like above average at a lot of things but not really great at anything. You know like mm-hmm. he's a he's a running quarterback but he's not exactly the fastest guy in the world, you know that you would say he's Michael Vick or anything like that. You know, he's got arm strength but I wouldn't say he's got a cannon. You know, he's I wouldn't say he has accuracy saying, problems. Alex Smith. I think, yeah, I that's, think, that's I think, fine. I think, he's, that's fine. I think he does more than Alex. I think he's faster than Alex and he throws down the field. Alex can move. Alex can move. Alex can but move. Alex, I don't think Alex is fast as, 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 uh, Marcus. Mariota. And, um, Marcus don't throw a lot down the field, but he throws down the field more than, um, Alex Smith <laughs> does. You'd be hard pressed to find anybody in the NFL who throws down the field less than, um, absolutely than, than absolutely. Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he could be a, a, um, better than better than Alex Smith. I don't think he's about to, you know, go out there and be a Hall of Famer. But I think he's going to going to keep a job job for a while because he he can do he can do what you ask him to do. Okay, that's fine. I, you have any thoughts on Marcus Mariota so far? No, I haven't. I haven't seen him enough. I mean, okay, to me, he's just he's just a he's a young quarterback, and we just have to wait and see what he develops into. Ravens Browns. The Ravens come back. DJ, just like I told you right on cue, and it's going to happen, Mike Wallace is going to be – he's going to have that 10-game ten ten year from last year. Yeah. He's uh, he's in the right place with the right guy. Yeah. He, you know, the guy could throw the ball down the field, and he can go out there and get it. But surprisingly, I mean, he he, he only he only got 10 yards, 10 yards of carry. I mean, 10 yards of catch. You know what I mean? I'm used to seeing him – you know, his four receptions is going to be 100 yards. His four receptions was only yeah. 40 yards. I mean, he still I, got his two touchdowns, but but I like to see that. That lets you know that he's doing more than just running fly routes. But but correct me if I'm wrong on this, Lamont. 
when you say when you look at a box score like that and you see Mike Wallace and you say only four catches for 41 yards, but the bigger picture is that he allows that Dennis Pitt at nine receptions for 102 yards underneath. Yeah, yeah. I I picked him up on my fantasy team like maybe 15 Pitter, Pitter, uh maybe 15 minutes before the game. Well, have you played him? Yeah, I played him. Wow. Yeah, I took uh, Green Bay's tight end out. Um, Wallace is a beast. He can fly. And has mm-hmm. always been a beast. Right. He can but always fly. Just, but he's just, he, he, he just. I can tell you he was a beast and a bully. That boy Steve Smith. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you yes. want to talk about yes. fighting. I mean, now he's beating up Father yes. Time. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he, he, yeah. he's a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. But Wallace, he, he did his thing. It was unfortunate for the Browns. I was, I was looking at the score, um, flipping back and forth between games. And when I saw, I think it was 20 to two. Yeah. I tried not to get too excited, and, and I said to myself, well, this is Cleveland, and they are playing Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I look up, and Baltimore then came back. It was just it's just unfortunate for the Cleveland fans. Um, they're starting their third quarterback in third week of the season. Yeah. yeah and they're fifth in, in five games. So <laughs> yeah. last year. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. You can't even make that up, though. Yeah. And, and, again, we've said this how many times on the show, DJ. It's certain organizations just can't get out of there. Like, you – that, that only stuff like that only happens there, right. and it always happens there. And it's you, crazy. Last, so on Sunday, you know, I, like I said, I didn't watch this game either because it was too much on. I'm looking at the score. I'm saying twenty to two. I'm like, man, RG three is never going to play again. This team, he he sits down. Josh comes out there, and now they about to, you know, blow out the Ravens. Next thing I know, Cleveland turns back into Cleveland. Um, Baltimore comes back and win the game, and. I guess that, that 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 does give RG3 a little hope. A guy that you've been yeah. rough on over the years, <laughs> no. though, does what he does, and he comes back and wins, though, yeah. down 20. Who, Joe? Joe Flacco came out there still, you know, finished yeah. 300 yards passing and brought mm-hmm. his team. It might be the Browns, but he still yeah. brought his team back from being down, you know, almost 20 points. Well, it is, like you said, it is the Browns. It is the Browns, but it is, you know, you can't take that away from them. It's still worth something. Well, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't see the game. I didn't see how it happened. Um, but, I mean, they did come back and win, and – he did. He did throw for his 300 yards. So I guess, I mean, but it, I mean, I don't. I, I can't put much into it. That's like the same thing with um. I I love the kid in Philly, but I, he beat Cleveland. I'm I'm a bad Bears team. I'm gonna ask you just one quick uh, semi rhetorical question, DJ. And you're almost making me be a Flacco supporter, which is the last thing on earth anybody would ever accuse me of being. Yeah. Name the best receiver Flacco's ever played with. Name a good receiver to Flacco. The best receiver you can Steve, think of. Steve Smith. Yeah, uh, so, uh, I would say about, about a 34 year old Steve Smith. Anquan Bolden. And about a 30 something year old Anquan Bolden. So he, his two best receivers that he played with, he got them after they were even, after they were out of their prime. Wasn't Anquan in his prime when he was playing with them? Nah, Anquan was in his prime out there in, uh, Arizona. Um, and like I say, but like I say with that all the time, I mean, we know he, he has a very strong arm. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you get to the NFL as a receiver, you can run and catch. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of these receivers are made, you know, by having quarterbacks who throw them the ball. You target it, you target a receiver, you throw it to him when he open, he catch the ball. Getting to, to get back to the, to, uh, what, what I was, the point I was getting at is that you look of what he's done with the receiver, and then I'd say the best receiver in his prime that he's had would be Torrey Smith, who I always thought was a very good number two receiver, is a, a good number two receiver. He's done as much in his career as Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan has had Julio Jones and Rodney White and, and Antonio Gonzalez. 
then he, he, what do you mean he's done as far as statistic wise or as far as just team, for team team wins? team wins, team wins, but everything any way you want to measure it. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl with Torrey Smith as his number one receiver. Uh, Matt Ryan is out there getting disappointing us year in and year out. With at one point in time, that was the best receiving core in football. Yeah, but but when your defense only giving up. You're not a Flacco guy either? Like. Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, if you want to compare the two quarterbacks, if you want to compare Ryan and Flacco, Ryan never had an Ed Reed and a Ray Lewis. Defense? Team. No, uh, no, no. So I got you. while Flacco has gotten better year after year, let's make no mistake, those those, those wins that he have are off of the, the, the back of, of the defense. Not that last Super Bowl of, run. It's off of the the Ray the Ray was done by that last by that Super Bowl but run. But you still but still you, you got Ed you still, you still got a loading you, you still got all you still have there. the spirit there. You still mm. have guys are playing for for Ray Lewis. This is his last go around, so guys are gonna come out there and mm. give it give it their all for him. Ryan has never had that. Flacco, mm. don't get me wrong, he has gotten better. He has gotten he he continues to get better year after year. But mm. uh, you know his his wins, a lot of his wins are because of. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, that spirit that was in Baltimore when he got there. He scored 17 points. His team wins. Matt Ryan got to score 31 points to win. Oh, boy. Tough room. All right. (laughs) Next game, A1. We'll let you go here, and then we'll go around the room. This is I know we got a lot of listeners here who want to see this game. Uh, A1, Kirk Cousins, that win total, are you ready to come up off it? What did he say? 10, right? 11. He said 11. He said 11. Go ahead. It was 10 or 11. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It was high. Possible, <laughs> and now we play in space. <laughs> okay. Where are you at that win total now? Um. Oh, you just got two of the six losses out the way. Is that is that the way you're looking it's, at it? It's early. Um. In our recent history, all our playoff runs have come off of um seasons where we started off slow. Um. He has to play better, no question about it. And we need better coaching, better play calling. But I'm not really. I'm not ready to um. Give up on him just yet, but he definitely has to play better, though, without question. Do you feel any different today about Kirk Cousins than you did two weeks ago? Um, I came into the season with a let's see. Um, this is your chance to prove it, you know. Um, I was, I, I think I was kind of under the impression that last year could have been a fluke. You know, we played a lot of bad teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like everybody knows we didn't beat a single good team last season. So this was my season. Um, to go out there and, and show what you can actually do. So, are you still sticking to that ten? Or are you ready to come off of that a little bit? Um, I'm wavering towards eight. Okay, <laughs> we got you down to eight, DJ. You were, uh, I mean, obviously you can't be too high on the Redskins because because you're a Giants fan. But last year you were, you had your hat in the um in the Kirk Cousins uh, sweepstakes. You were, you were high on Kirk. I think Kirk's okay. I mean, when before the season started, when I went back and looked at his stats, I said. I didn't know that he played as well as he did. I mean, his his numbers were pretty good, but then second half, second half, second half. But like mm-hmm. everybody say, it was all against bad teams. Um, I still don't think Kirk's played bad. He he made some, he 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 missed some throws, the horrible interception at the end. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was like the one kind of terrible play that kind of marred the whole game. Though. Right, yeah. that's a big one. Right, yeah. right. I mean, but like that's a big one. Quarterbacks do that though. All I mean, quarterbacks have a, a a game where they'll throw it. Romo's famous for that, you know? Yeah. yeah, me too for 364 yards. Ugh. That, that's that in the yards and the passing. It's, it's, it's just getting. It wasn't, it wasn't one of them time where they're down 21 points and he's trying to bring a team back. He throwing it in the, in the midst of the game. My man. In the missed, game they should have won. He, he missed two touchdowns. Not including it. He underthrew, uh, the guy twice. 
Well, Big he, time. Well, he 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 ended through Josh, but that was all he had. Did you see how much he put into that throw? He couldn't throw it no further. That was just, I mean, everybody can't throw the ball 80 yards. So right now, what grade would you give uh, Cousins? It's only two games, but what game, what grade would you give him between A to F? Um, a C plus. I was going to go C minus. A1? I was going to say a C. Of course you were. <laughs> you said C plus. Let me ask you, That's uh, DJ always on the positive. Go ahead. I don't know if y'all were gonna uh, touch on this, but what do you guys make of um Garcon screaming on him after that interception? I didn't see that. Yeah, Garcon like kind of lit into him. Lamont, you especially um as a former player, have you ever seen anything like that with the? Did it happen on the sideline? No, like when he threw the interception, Garcon just started screaming on him, like basically see, throwing see, a temper tantrum. See, that, and, and see, we gotta be careful with our words. Because when we say, and this is one thing that has always killed me about people, and this is not not you, just no, it's a one, it's a one, is that we say he screamed on him. No, if if I didn't know anything about football, I didn't know anything uh, about what goes on when emotions flare up in the middle of competition. You say somebody screamed on somebody, that means I'm up in your face, I'm screaming on you. Right. There's a difference between screaming on somebody and showing frustration with the result of the play. Now, Garcon, what he did was he showed what he's always shown throughout his career is that he's an emotional player. They lost the game, and and those emotions are are natural. But we got to be careful with the with the the verbiage that we use when we're trying to describe how how things are happening because that happens too much in the media, and then people spend more time talking about things that aren't true instead of focusing more on what's going on throughout the course of the game. I think that Kirk Cousins, what he's showing, what he's showing me is he's showing me what he's been his entire career. He gets off to slow starts. He throws interceptions. He's uncomfortable early on in the game. I've watched Kirk Cousins since he was in at Michigan State. I picked the Redskins to go 11-5. I'm still not jumping off of it yet. I'm still not going to. You got to realize this. This offense has not shown up yet. You ain't lying about that. There is not a secondary in the National Football League that when this offense gets going, that can handle this, that, that can handle it. Now, the problem that you have is that your run game sucks. That it does. Your running back is a big back, but in my opinion, he runs soft. Um, I think Robert Kelly would give you your better option right now because he, put it this way, you got your starting running back has a, has a shoulder injury. All right. He's also have a reputation for being a fumbler in, in, in big situations. All right, and he's coming off of playing no preseason games. You're struggling in your run game. Why not give the guy who, who's been in the game throughout this struggle? Why not give him an opportunity to play? And I'm talking about Robert Kelly. So somebody asked earlier for you. They 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 asked, do you think that Matt Jones should get more carries? I mean, he only got 13 carries, and he's he got 4.7 a carry. It's not so much. It's for me with the Redskins. It's the type of runs that they give him. Mm-hmm. If I'm a coach and I have a big back that wants to run sideways, I don't want that big back on my team. Okay. As big backs, we want to get our shoulders. We want to go forward. Contact is inevitable, but the mindset that you have to have is that when they come to tackle me, I want them to feel something. I want them to think twice when they come to tackle me again. But when you're running sideways, you're not giving the running back an opportunity to, to do that. I would give Robert Kelly more opportunities to run the ball opposed to, to Matt Jones. I think Matt is running tennis right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's starting to, you know, he, 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 he's showing some, 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 some sign of life. But at this point in the season, it, especially you got the Giants, you don't want to start off 0 and 3. I need to run it, I need to run it backs in the game plan 
for the Washington Redskins with regards to, to their run game. Let's get downhill. You, We did this my third year with the Jets, and MG was there for, for all those games, right? We didn't make the playoffs. We were horrible that year, all right? The year that Kurt won the Russian title, you know what we did? You know what they came in and they said to us? We're going to get back to doing what we do. All right, the history, the spirit of the Washington Redskins, when you think about offensive football, is they have nasty offensive linemen. They have nasty backs who get downhill, and everything is based on the run game. Kind of like, I don't know, Alfred Morris? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, a, I don't know, maybe an Alfred Morris kind of downhill runner. That I, that was, if we could only find a guy like that. I didn't oh, think wait, Alfred he was already was here. a downhill runner. What was he? Certainly I, I wasn't a side-to-side I, I, I runner. I think he was a very patient runner. He is. I think that he, I think both him and RG3 benefited from Shanahan doing something that nobody saw coming, and that's to change everything that he does from an offensive foundation and implement the read option. Mm-hmm. Now, Alfred is great with Shanahan's uh, blocking schemes if you want to have a guy run sideways, but I didn't necessarily think that Alfred was, 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 was a downhill, was a downhill runner. That boy in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Devontae Freeman. He's a downhill yeah. runner. All right, when you think about downhill runners, I'm thinking about somebody like a Corey Dillon. I'm thinking about somebody like a Fred Taylor. That's what Matt Jones is supposed to be. That's what he's built like. But there's a difference between supposed to be you a know, downhill runner right, right. and actually being a downhill right. runner. I what mean, a difference a year makes. I remember it was yeah. just this time last year, DJ, and we were saying, I don't know how good the Redskins are going to be, but their running game is the one thing we do know. Right. When you know Matt Jones and Alfred Morris is going to be a hell of a one-two punch. And here it is a year later, Alfred Morris is scoring the winning touchdown on the, on the Cowboys. Right. And Matt Jones is, you're exactly right. I mean, it, for lack of a better word, he's been a disappointment at this point. Hey, well, move your computer. You're blocking um, my face. There you go. All right. Um, but with your, back to your question, A1, I, I think for Pierre Garçon, I didn't see mm-hmm. what happened. I think he's frustrated. He's not, he's not doing pretty much nothing at, at all this <laughs> right. year so far. Um, I believe it's a contract year for him also. And, um, I'm pretty sure he, he wants to be more involved and he, he felt like he's a veteran and Kirk is young and he can, he, and he can scream at your quarterback. But I don't think you should, you should ever do that. I agree with uh, with Lamont in that there's talent, there's weapon. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's as good as a deep threat as there is in football. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Reed is as good as any tight end in football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vernon Davis, if nothing else, can, is still a legit. Um, he's the best second tight end in football. I can certainly tell you that. And you know, Imperial Garcon is a is a legit um, receiver. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you took a receiver with the first round pick. So you know, they they gave Kirk options to work with. Um, it feels like, like you said though, that their offense has not shown up to date. It just, it just hasn't shown up. When you're, when Reed and, and, and Vernon, they're good in the passing game, but when you're talking about an offense that struggles in the run game, you have to have tight ends that can run block. And I've seen too many times where, yeah, actually on, on Matt Jones' second run of the game, um, you know, a guy splits Vernon and Jordan Reed, and he's the one who makes the tackle. Now, Matt Jones only got about three or four yards on that play, but you're talking about them not getting that block was the difference between a three- and four-yard game or perhaps an eight- to ten- to twelve-yard game. So these are the things that, that, that you have to look at when you're talking about the weapons that the Redskins have. While That's they have point. great weapons in the passing game, the weapons that they have in the passing game at the tight end are also a liability in the run game and pass protection if you have to leave that tight end in the block. So you're talking about, 
You have tight ends who struggle in pass protection and run blocking. Mm-hmm. You have running backs who, who who struggle with pass protection. All right? And you have an offensive line who struggles with pass protection. All three of those positions are critical when you're talking about protecting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're playing against a team like Pittsburgh who's only going to rush three, I don't care if you're Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garçon. Guess what? It's enough people back there where we can double both of you. Yep. Now you have nowhere to throw the ball. Now you're trying to force things. And that's the situation that the Redskins are in right now. I still think that when it's all said and done that that, that this team will be fighting uh, for the divisional title or possibly fighting for uh, a wild card spot. Or a very good draft pick, which would be my <laughs> guess. Be fighting for a very good draft pick. Uh, See me at the bye week. <laughs> How do you guys feel about um, Dak Prescott? I like him. I, I think I, I think Romo's done in Dallas. I really think Romo's done in Dallas. I think the Cowboys have their future quarterback. I uh, watched him play in in college, and he's relaxed. You know, he he shows great poise. He yeah. has a strong arm. His, you can tell his wide receivers love him. Yeah. Dez loves him because he throws a great fade ball. He gives Dez an opportunity pretty much every time he throws a fade ball. Uh, and this is just watching him in the preseason. I like him, and I think as he continues to grow and mature and understand the speed of the game at the NFL level, I think he's going to be talking about as being one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Speaking of Dez, he came a long way from one catch for eight yards, didn't he? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> we knew that wasn't going to happen. They wasn't going to keep that up. I mean, yeah. First of all, he's too good. And he's just not, he's vocal. He's not going to let that happen. And, um, and, 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 but, but with Prescott, I like him too. Big fan, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a Romo fan. You know, if he's healthy, I feel like you got to play Romo. Dallas wins when Romo plays. They don't win many playoff games, but when Romo on the field, he give he gives you a chance to win. And so if Romo's done in Dallas, I do feel like he goes somewhere and he's going to go somewhere. And I think he's going to go somewhere and do well. I, I hope so. I, I think. I think Prescott is definitely the future, but he's right now. If you you give me healthy Romo over just about anybody other than, you know, seven or eight different names, yeah, the, you know, yeah. and Prescott's not one of them. Yeah. Now I, I don't doubt you definitely hold on to Prescott and you get ready for the future. But Romo's is, I mean, a healthy Romo's as good as anybody out there. I mean, when, he, well, when you get a Romo, you got to make sure you got a a, a serviceable backup. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 the thing is, is that the Cowboys for the better part of the last three or four years, they had that window, and they and they and I feel like they missed it all. With god awful backup quarterback play, you know, right. I mean, just literally guys off the street at yeah. at backup quarterback, yeah. and, and you ask yourself, you know, it, it, it's like you having a Ferrari with no insurance, like no car yeah. insurance, you know, yeah. like that, that just doesn't make any sense. And, and Romo, we watched year after year get hurt, and a team that was predicted to have Super Bowl ambitions just all goes out the window, you know, with with one injury to Romo, and it's good to see that finally they got themselves a backup quarterback. Um Saints Giants, a game that last year featured, I think, almost 100 points. 101, I believe. Okay, wow. This week, not this year, not so much. You know, 16 and 13. I know you're a, a, a cowboy. Excuse me, a Giants fan, but this was a hard game to watch itself. Yeah, man. I mean, they 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 tricked all of us because you know last year we know what this game did. So now in fantasy, you know, we're going to get Eli. We're going to get. Cooks and and everybody, and Odell Beckham, anybody everybody. you can get your hands yeah, on, so, anybody you can get your hands on. So Sneed, yeah, anybody yeah. you can get your hands on. And Eli, you know, he 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 actually played pretty good, just didn't throw any touchdowns. He killed me in, in my fantasy, but um, I do I do like what I'm saying from our defense. Our money is mm-hmm. is is well spent. I mean, this team, like I said, this team scored 50 points on us last 
last year now and he, and he scored 13 and it's not like Drew Brees still not out there you know still playing. Drew Brees he's still Drew Brees and mm-hmm. he still has his his weapons and our defense just played played um really well and you know I'm, I'm happy to see that because I know we got talent on offense Eli got three really good receivers that he can um he can get the ball to I wish our running back um I, I like Jennings but I just wish Did we he? had yeah I mean I wish we had better running backs. Okay. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> right, I'm not right. trying to call them awful, but I wish we had, you know, uh, uh, somebody who can really, you know, you give him some space and he can take it the whole way. Um, but I like, I like, I like what I'm saying from us, man. Um, I like our defensive line. I like what our cornerbacks are doing. Yeah. I mean, I, Jennings, I actually don't like for lack of a better word. I mean, I'm all, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can I, see that. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, I'm just, I don't know why, something about him that I've just always, I think maybe it's because I can't think of a less talented running back who's got such a firm hold on a running back position. Yeah. You, for, for like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. When you look at, when you see like the Atlanta situation, there's guys like Tavares Coleman as back of running, there's, you know, uh, uh, Henry back there backing up DeMarco Murray, mm-hmm. uh, Alfred Moore, and it's just like, Rashad Jennings just has his own gig? Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just year in and year out too. It's not like you know we're not talking about injuries. We're talking about week one. Like you're the right. starter. I actually wanted. I actually wanted to get um like second round. We can get Derrick Henry, but we end up getting Sterling Shepard. I'm not mad at that at all. I got you. And then um, what was I gonna say there about that one? You know the Giants defense. They 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 went out there and spent. A lot of people thought they overpaid, and yeah. they probably did. But uh, I was listening. I think it was Bamani or one of them was saying like. They overpaid for players, but, you know, they paid great money for good players. But at the end of the day, they still got good players. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So when you get a bunch of good players, you, you got a good defense. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they did play them like elite, and they're not. But it's still much better than what they had before. And, Absolutely. And we've, we've, we know what Eli can do if he does get into the playoffs. And how great is it to see Victor Cruz back? And contributing. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really almost off of Victor Cruz. I mean, As you should be. Yeah, yeah, year after year. And, you know, he's supposed to be, we talked about this. He was supposed to be questionable for week one last year. <laughs> right. He doesn't play it down the whole year. <laughs> right. I have, <laughs> I don't understand what Never happened. Never seen there. that before. Never seen that before. I don't know what happened there, but I'm, I'm glad to see him back out there. I'm loving what the rookie Sterling Shepard is doing. Um, and, and, you know, Eli, Eli got a hold of this, this new offense with McAdoo and, you know, it look, hopefully we can, you know, keep doing what we're doing to take this division. DJ, I mean, uh, Boogie, you got anything on that one? Yeah, uh, before I get to the Giants, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to James. He was James Winston. Um, Flacco also had Derek Mason and Todd Heat. He did. Um, but with regards to the Giants, I like what the Giants. What? Derek Mason and Todd Heat. Stop, yo. What's wrong with Derek Mason? Stop the show to talk about nothing. They're very good guys. And they're like, Todd Heat was a good guy. feel about Derek Mason? No, I was. Oh, like, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. I forgot. At one point, at one point in time, this man Lamont tried to tell us on his birthday. I think it was. He had Derek Mason like top five like, receivers, yeah. like all time. Was balling. First of all, I didn't say all time. I said the league at that time. In the league at that time, Derek Mason would have been the top five receivers. But I was in giving him a shout out because I saw I, I saw he had uh, commented on that. But that was speaking to the point that we were talking about Flacco. 
Um, I think the Giants, what they did was they went out to get and got a defense that complemented their offense very well. I like Rashad Jennings. He, to me, he's just a throwback running back. He's a, he's a, he's a downhill runner. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you're not going to get anything special and real explosive right. out of him. But what right. you're no, you're get, not. What you're he's gonna solid. Get, right. What you're going to get out of him is a solid running yeah. back. But mm-hmm. when you have Eli and you have that wide receiver core that, that, that the Giants have, um, when you look at this defense, um, you, you have to look at the Giants, and I know that I have the Redskins going 11 and 5. You know, it's part of me as being a homer. Mm-hmm. But the Giants have the best defense in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. You think about Eli, you know, Eli towards the end of the season, you know, he's just, at some point, he's just going to go on this four yep. or five mm-hmm. game streak where he's just lighting up the entire NFL. Yep. And to have a defense that complements that, um, in a in, in a conference where you have the Eagles have a rookie quarterback, Redskins, uh, they're trying to figure out what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins, and you talking about the Cowboys having a rookie quarterback, the Giants spending the money on the defense the way they did. To me, that's a move, and that's an organization that's saying we're trying to get back to the Super Bowl and win this thing. Right now, I have to see the Giants as a like just just off of what you just said there. The quarterbacks are Eli, Kirk Cousins, and two rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I like Eli. You know what I mean? That you, you like, you, you like Eli in the situation. And the thing is, both of those rookie quarterbacks, I like. Both of them. Yeah, I like <laughs> you know, them too. But they I, both but, are playing really well. But, but, but that being said, you know, it's not their time yet over somebody like Eli. And yeah. the fact that the Giants are better, they just lost to the Cowboys, and the Eagles look pretty good. I think the Redskins that, which capitalized last year on a very, on a down NFC East, I don't think those, those free wins aren't going to be there. You know, and that's why I think the Redskins are going to run into trouble. Um, they really got to make a statement. They they got to get that game against um, us this this upcoming weekend. I don't see it happening, but going zero and three. That's trouble. Yes, yeah, trouble. That's trouble. Yo, Mark, uh, you like MG, I mean, you like um, James Winston more than Kirk Cousins? Absolutely. Why? What do you mean why? What has he done for you to like him more than uh, Kirk Cousins? No, that's that's that. Don't do that. Well, he's young. He's young. He's, One, he's, he's just a he's just a leader. He's younger. And he, he he also hasn't beaten a winning team in his uh, career yet. That's fine. I'm I'm on a different arc with it. He's on his second year. Okay. He's 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 probably what four four maybe five years younger than than, than Kirk Cousins. I I like the way Jameis Winston controls essentially every room he walks into on or off the field. You, you know what I mean? Uh, he just looks like and everything we have ever heard about him is leader. That's all anybody, and we're not talking about from people who are respected are like, no, that guy right there is a leader, and he goes out there and leads. Uh, we've heard uh, Gerald McCoy, who's an All-Pro defensive tackle, say, hey, this is this guy's team, you know, and he and he demands it and he does it. And from him, I'm seeing him get better and play big and 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 uh in big games. So that that that's the difference between me and him and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, he he lost. He lost at Arizona, and Kirk Cousins lost at home to a rookie quarterback in Dallas. And he ultimately threw the interception to really lose the game. I told you I was looking forward to Jameis Winston next year. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's ahead of schedule. I mean, you see what his rookie stats were from last year. That was more than what I was expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you, are you you you? If somebody asked you today, you would take Kirk Cousins over Jameis Winston? I don't know. I would. You would take Kirk Cousins over James Winston? Yeah, we're Kirk Cousins fans. <laughs> That's mad. I'm going to take Kirk. I mean, I, I like Kirk too, though. Over James? No. Okay. Thank you. 
Kurt has playoff experience. I don't care if it's a loss or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's a loss or not. <laughs> so does uh, so who, 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 who was the Texans quarterback last year who went out there and uh, threw like nine interceptions in their in their Boyer? own? Yeah, he's got playoff experience, <laughs> First man. Of all, that was terrible coaching. He should have been pulled out the game. He's got playoff experience, but you can't yeah, co- you can't yeah, teach yeah. that. He's well, got playoff experience. I'd I'll take, take the national him. championship game over the, over that uh, <laughs> right <laughs> over that playoff game. Yeah, play. yeah I, I, I'm with you on it. I'll take the national championship game over that too. I, I'll take Kurt. I think Kurt. I mean, of course, he's been in the league a little longer, um, but I just think that Kurt is 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 further along in in his development. I also think that Jamerson has a, a, a significantly significantly better running game than. What Kirk Cousins has, and as a running back, whether it doesn't matter if 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 you're new in the league or not, when you're new to a team or you're learning a new system, having a solid running game is something. It takes a tremendous amount of weight off of your shoulders. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Can't believe what I'm hearing. You won't but be but, but Kirk Cousins, we we talked about all the weapons he has, right? Mm-hmm. So there's really no excuse this year for him not to. There isn't. For, to to put up unbelievable There isn't. Numbers. Second I mean, years is three a really starter. good receivers of. Two, two good tight ends. I mean, Vernon isn't as good as he used to be, but Reed is great. He should put up a lot of numbers this year. It's on him. He definitely should. 49ers, Panthers. That back to everything's back in order there. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> Cam went back to being Cam. Uh, the 49ers went back to being the 49ers. Really not much more to talk about there. Yeah. I mean, other than Jonathan still again hurt, which, you know, which is going to part for the course. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy's got to be made of paper mache. Yeah. Every, every single year. And, and, and it was like, you know, for, for all those years, they kept, the thing is that both of them kept getting hurt, D'Angelo mm-hmm. and Jonathan Stewart. And they finally just said, well, let's let Jonathan Stewart have the show by himself. And by week two, he's injured. Yeah. Kelvin wow. Benjamin hasn't missed a beat. Monster. He's right back to Ben Monster. Kelvin. Yeah. He, nah, he is. He's, he's, uh, he's putting his name back in there. I think, you know, like the, uh, Roy Jones thing, you must have forgot. He's, yeah. y'all really forgot that he was, he's, he's in that next tier. You know, we know about that top three or four guys. He's in that next tier with the Mike Evans and, and, uh, you know, those, those the next level of receivers right there. Right. He's, he's a bad boy. Right. No, and no. once they get going, him, Cam's got some weapons now. You know, uh, we, we laugh and we joke about, you know, last year when Ted Ginn was his number one receiver. Ted Ginn is your number one receiver is, is laughable. Ted Ginn is a third receiver out there stretching the field. Whole different ball game, you know what I mean? And, and Calvin Benjamin on the opposite side and Greg Olson underneath. That's, uh, that's, that's serious, you know? And Fonzie, I, I like what I seen with Fonzie Whitaker, to be honest with you. And then Jonathan Stewart, I mean, Jonathan Stewart is nice when he's out there. I'd had zero faith in him ever being out there though. Like it's one of those guys that if he plays, you know, that's good, yeah. but I would not bank on that under no circumstances at all. Yeah. You know, so, uh, Carolina back in, back moving. Um, Dolphins, Patriots, Patriots again, just keep moving. Uh, Lamont, you're finally here, so we've, uh, we've, we, 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 we always on this show compare two great coaches of all times and, and Bilicek and Popovich. DeMar's told us the experience about, uh, playing for the great Greg Popovich, and now here, here you are, and you can talk about what makes Bilicek and that New England Patriots team just keep going. Sure. What is it about Bilicek? <laughs> Man, for, for me, I don't know if it's because I was just coming from Oakland. Right. Whoa. And, Talk about know, that. Go from Oakland to 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 New England. I mean, I'm not trying to take any shots, but I mean, I just think that you know, if you just open your eyes and see those two franchises, especially since 2001, they speak for they they speak for themselves. 
Coach Belichick, you just know where you stand. <laughs> you know, there, there's, you know, when he'll, when he'll curse a Tom Brady out. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Exactly. And 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 you, you hear guys. When you, you you can relate to this now. When you come into a team and you know that at any time there's a chance that you can play. Mm -hmm. You know that if the guy in front of you messes up once or twice, then there's a chance that, first of all, if he messes up once, you need to warm up. If he messes up twice, you're in the game. Mm -hmm. And depending on how well you do is going to dictate how long you actually stay in the game. When they talk about, when you talk about next man up, if you're dressing, then there's a chance that you're going to get a chance to play. You know where you stand. There's none of this politics, this, that, and the third. Everybody knows what's expected of them. Uh, Coach Belichick is hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how Pop was, but. Right now, he sound exactly the same right now. But, That's what you said about Popovich, yeah, right? Yeah. Go ahead. You say he's not the same? Right, right now, now they sound exactly the same. Okay, yeah. And so, so what people see in the media, they see the, uh, you know, the, he, he giving you what you deserve. Yeah. That's what he giving you, what you deserve. Yeah. But when you sit in his meeting room and, and, you see the game plan that him and his staff came up with. And it all makes sense. When you can come into a game knowing that you haven't practiced this play since preseason, mm -hmm. but we need to run this play now to be successful, mm -hmm. and we put that play in, that's a that's a coach who, who has a game plan. He knows what he wants out of his players. All of his players are going to be coached up the way he wants things to be done. You're going to do it the way he wants things to be done, or you're going to be gone. When you have that type of mentality, and you have a quarterback, Tom Brady, mm -hmm. who DJ will get. Well, DJ has a philosophy on Tom Brady that he sucks. Go ahead. You have Pop. You got you got your point guard, and you got your point guard and Parker. But prior to Parker, you got your you got your leader in Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. So when you see the coach getting on the leader, and you see the leader take a posture that he's receiving it. Who are you? Who are you? And if I'm the leader and I'm taking it and I see some young guy that want to decide that he wants to get an attitude, don't want to fall in line, hey, you got to go. Yeah. And yeah. that's how it is playing for, for, for Coach Belichick. You have a job to do. You come here and you do your job. We don't want to hear no excuses. We don't want to hear about what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. Only thing we do, only thing we care about is winning games, getting to the playoffs, winning championships. That's all that matters. With the exception of, of Pops probably being more playful with the media. They, they sound identical. Um, my first practice in San Antonio, he, he got on Tony Parker so bad. It was ridiculous. And even, and through all of my time there, Tim Duncan, they all get it. They, they, they get it the most. And I've been on teams where, you know, other coaches, they don't do that. They want to, they want to yell at the guys who not playing. Mm -hmm. Why are you yelling at them? <laughs> they not, they not doing nothing. You ain't saying nothing to the guys, <laughs> not to your stars or to the starters. You say nothing to them while they're out there making mistakes, but to let one other guy come in and do something and, you know, he's, you know, he, he's getting, getting chewed out. But like you say, they just being so well prepared. Yeah. Um, they don't even got to practice that much, but everybody knows what their job is. Everybody know their roles. They know what to do. So when he says, this is what we're doing, that's mm -hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. I remember, you remember how frustrated I used to be when we lost to the Patriots. I used to always say to myself, man, I, I, I hated the Patriots. I couldn't yeah. stand the Patriots yeah. in my first four years, first mm -hmm. five years in the league, for that matter. Yeah. I'm like, man, these dudes aren't that good. These <laughs> players ain't that good, man. Exactly. Like, Come on now. Exactly. But then when I went there in 2008, after one day, I was like, oh, okay, this is why we kept losing. Right. This is why they dominate everybody. <laughs> right. So you, you, it's just it's, when you have a coach like a Belichick and you have a coach like a Pop, 
um, as a player, you just come in there, you keep your mouth shut, you go to work, and you just do your job. Because mm. the, the system, the formula has already been proven. So you can't mm. come in there trying to do your own thing, trying to add on to it. It's already been proven to work. Right. Same here. We I lost to to the Spurs twice in the playoffs. And we won game one each time. We up 1-0 and lost four straight every time with a team. We got a team full of top ten picks. Mm-hmm. Talent is way better than their talent, but they just keep winning. And, you know, when you get over it, you just kind of see, like, their whole attitude. They're just so much so so much more prepared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't got to have the talent that, you know, these other teams mm-hmm. had. What about now that we're down to the – I mean, it is only two weeks, but now we're down to the third-string quarterback. Yeah. More of the same? Just keep moving? Business as usual. Business as usual. If you come to practice every day and you wear a uniform <laughs> right. and, you, and, and, and you're dressed on game day, you're expected to perform, period, point blank. You have a job to do. Quarterback, don't turn the ball over. Make sure you get us in the right play. Everybody else, just do your job. If you're struggling at the quarterback position, defense and special teams, um, you, you know, you have to step your game up even more. Offensive line, you got to step your game up. Running backs, you have to step your game up. Everybody has a job to do. Just because you're a rookie doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so, no, nah, I, I, I remember it. I, I remember when, when you first got to New England, you battled injuries at the beginning. You hadn't played for quite a while. Billichek gives you the first game, like maybe two carries. The next game, you lead a team in carries. And following week, you had like three touchdowns. And you know what I mean? And everybody's like, I didn't even know he was still alive. You know, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> nah, it's the, you know, there he is. Boom. And, and it's just like, that's what Billichek does all, all the time. You know, you just see this random guy. Yeah. And it, whether it's a guy from the past or it's a guy you've never even heard of or a guy playing in his situation, like, wasn't that guy a quarterback in college? <laughs> like, yeah. Now he's the go-to receiver. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's kind of weird. And it's like, yeah, that's. That's what he does over there, and, and then, he definitely has those guys ready. Then you go out there on on, on the team. You, you was on with a guy who hasn't started a game since high school in Matt Castle mm-hmm. and won 11 games. 11 to 5 missed the playoffs. And, but that's, that's, what, that, that's what separates a team like the Patriots from a team like the Reds. Mm-hmm. You know, some, the fact that Belichick's been there forever. The Redskins, they, they're constantly switching coaches. They're constantly switching quarterbacks. What system do you have? What is your identity? You keep right. switching people in and out. Uh, you keep switching coaches, which means you're going to have to keep switching quarterbacks. Keep switching quarterbacks, which means you have to keep switching wide receivers. Keep switching wide receivers, you're going to have to keep switching offensive linemen. Now you don't like your running game. Now your defense is on the field for, now your defense Stays on the field, holds the team to a field goal. Now they got to come right back out there because they're dealing with three and outs. Right. You know, these are just situations that you're not prepared for. But when you when when you when you play against the Patriots and when you play with the Patriots, you're prepared for everything. Honestly, every time I watch the Patriots play, when they lose, I'm like, all right, the players must have did something wrong. Right. Like that's how I feel. <laughs> right. Like, oh, right. we, all, we we just messed up. The right. game plan was perfect. Right. And that comes into play when when I for years had the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Argument with everybody. I'm like, man, Peyton Manning controls, you know, the game and he does all this. And I'm like, Tom Brady's running the system. And when Tom Brady go out there and get hurt and they win 11 games and Peyton Manning gets hurt and they number one pick and draft Andrew Luck. That's, I'm like, that's where the, the, that's where the difference is. Cause Peyton Manning is the offense. He runs all that. He's the, he's the brain. Like I say, Tom Brady just out there, you know, they, they got their plan. He's running their plan and somebody else will come in and, 
do similar, if not the same exact thing. And right now, Garoppolo looks probably, I don't know, Brady would, would have done more than what Garoppolo's done so far. Mm-hmm. He hasn't, baby. I was there for the birth of Brady. Heard the hit. I was on the other side of the field. Yeah. And, and what, what, what the quarterback Garoppolo's doing right now. That was against the Jets. Yes. Against the Jets. First game of the season. Drew Bledsoe. Right. Would that have been what your, your first that was, that was my rookie, rookie year? year? That was my rookie year. Birth of Tom Brady. Next thing you know, they won the Super Bowl. They dominating everybody. Right. And they are always talked about as being a Super Bowl favorite year. Every year. After year. Every year. After year. Every year. Um, Chiefs, Texans. Not much to say there. Um, let me look at this. Texans are 2 0, huh? Yep. I don't. The defense has been doing good, man. The defense is playing well. Um, Lamar Miller's running the ball. They're giving that man the rock over there, buddy. And last week, uh, 28 carries. This week, 25 carries. Yeah, yeah. 25 carries and none of them over 10 yards, though. They, for 3.3 yards of carry. Kansas City just couldn't move the ball at all. You know, I'm playing against Houston's defense in my fantasy, and I'm like, why do they got so many points? I'm like, man, can you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like Alex, they had three points for the longest time. I'm like, man, can Alex Smith please get these dudes in position, at least get another field goal or something and knock their points down on defense? But um, <laughs> Alex Smith is the definition of a game manager. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and the, the, the rookie from Notre Dame, Will Fuller, is is looking like yes he is good. you know some the some rookie receivers are really out there balling this year you know Fuller and I feel like Shepard it's been that way recently with what was uh Beckham had his year Mike yeah. Evans had a year mm-hmm. like you know a lot of these uh rookie receivers I, I I mean one it's a lot of these dudes are just freak athletes in terms of their yeah. the dimensions have completely changed their receivers yeah. there's these six foot four high jumpers and yeah. and, and sprinters mm-hmm. you you know what I mean a lot of these guys are out there and these cornerbacks. The, the the measurements of your average cornerback and your star receiver are not the same. No, you know you, you, a six foot corner is a pretty good sized corner, and we got no shortage of six foot three and six foot four uh, receivers now. Yeah, that are strong and can jump out of gym. Right. You know, um, Texans. Well, they get their test uh, this week. We'll address that later. Um, moving on, Seahawks. Rams. Rams made quite a difference from uh, last week. <laughs> yeah. And the Seahawks. They look. But we've been saying this every year now for about three or four years in a row at the beginning of the season. See, something doesn't look right in Seattle. They don't look the same. You know, they, you know, last year it was they missed Cam Chancellor. The year before it was, you know, they missed so-and-so. And, it, and it's always something. And then you look up at the end of the year and the Seahawks have 11, 12 uh, wins. 13 yeah. wins, even the case may be. And uh, Russell Wilson doesn't look like the Russell Wilson that we've come to know. But he's been a slow starter just about every year. He's out there running for his life. I mean, they're not blocking. They're not blocking for him at all. And he's got his. He's got a sprained ankle, which so much of his game is throwing outside of the pocket. So if you can force Russell Wilson to stand in the pocket to throw, you got a pretty good chance. And for some weird reason, the Rams always give Play, Seattle yeah. trouble. Hey, I, I liken it to what I think of as, and uh, Lamont can rep- remember this, and even DJ, as I've been through a part of some terrible Maryland basketball teams, god off. Mm-hmm. But I tell you one thing. We play Duke. We play Duke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we play Duke. Whole different. We, we look like the num- Duke could be the number one team in the country. We might not even have it. Win on the season. Right. We're going to go in there and get a W or we're going to play them so tough it's not even right. funny. That's what we, uh, you talked about with Giants and, and, the, and the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and I, I feel like the Rams, the Rams, like you said, with a combination of one, they always play the Seahawks tough. 
Uh, I'm sure the atmosphere in that building, the first game in the Coliseum in 20-something years, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that atmosphere was amazing. I'm sure there's all kinds of legends on hand for the game. You know, the first game in L.A., the case may be. Um, And that being said, the offense still didn't show up. Yeah. You know, the defense just, just played a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, just start hearing whispers about, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I'm watching these, uh, these runs, I don't give a damn if it's Marshawn Lynch or Barry Sanders. Like, these guys are getting tackled in the backfield. I mean, Christian Michael got six yards of carry. And, but the, um, the game before, he didn't. Yeah. And this game, uh, Rolls gets seven carries for negative seven yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might be the offensive line's fault. You're, like, you're not going to tell me this guy's out here running backwards. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that off, like you said, Russell Wilson is out there running for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've, we've seen so much from Seattle over the years. I, you can't press the panic button just yet. Yeah. Um, Jags at Chargers. DJ, I told you guys last week that the Jaguar stuff, not buying it, man. Like, I'm, through three quarters, through three and a half quarters, these dudes do absolutely nothing. Then out the blue, there you go, Blake Bortles, for you fantasy guys. Oh, it's three, he didn't play that bad. He had 329 yards passing and two touchdowns. And you know, he looked good. No, he didn't. Through three and a half quarters, them dudes was shut out. Completely shut out. Rivers and them was out the game. And here comes Blake Bortles to pad those stats. Grab yourself a Jaguar, anyone, as long as it's not a running back. Cause they're gonna get the fantasy numbers. They just saw, here's a game, he threw 50 times. So, you know, when you throw the ball 50 times, you're going to get some yards. And once you start playing the second unit, you're going to get some touchdowns. And, lo and behold, next thing you know, boom, Marcus Lee has 71 yards, Hearns has 70 yards. You know, everybody's got yards and receiving and touchdowns. Except for Robinson, and that's what I had on my fantasy team. Just hold on to him. He'll be, he'll be right back next week. Is, this can't be right. I'm looking at this right now. TJ Yeldon, eight receptions for 10 yards. That's impossible. On nine targets, 1.3 yards of carry, a uh, uh, reception. Eight receptions for 10 yards. How is that possible? And one of them was eight. And one of them, one of them was for eight yards. Well, that I'm, I'm, sounds like there was a nice 15 yard loss in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm Cause he had, to... he had a long of eight yards. So that means essentially he had seven receptions for two yards. I, I, I don't think that stat can be right. Cause you're not passing behind the, the, the line of scrimmage Man, every you can time. You screens. None of them, none of them went two yards. <laughs> I'm telling you, it had to be a big loss in there. It had to be a uh, one, hey, one man. big loss. If they didn't uh, have any fumbles for me. It could have been, it could have been something off of that where he might have recovered a fumble. Woodhead is out. Woodhead, yeah. Melvin Gordon show from here on in fantasy folks. Uh, Falcons Raiders. Another game in which I told you the Raiders need to prove. If they're going to, if they want to be taken serious and considered yeah. have taken that step, just like, Excuse me, just like the Jaguars, mm-hmm. these are games you need to win. Right. But, and they didn't. But at the same time, you know how, how hard you are in Atlanta, at some point in time with the talent they got, they got to step up. I mean, these two teams that are pretty similar. Two middle-of-the-road teams, and I, I, I guess Atlanta's just on the higher part of that. Uh, it, again, if Oakland wants to say, you know, we're taking that step, this is the game you have to win. You have to beat the Falcons at home. I agree. I think – the most disappointing thing for me looking at the scores is when you look at the offseason moves that the Raiders made, you expect their defense to be the thing that's going to carry them through mm-hmm. the season. So for the Falcons to put up 35 points, now I'm not sure if any of these points came by way of defense or special teams or if this was all offensive points, but 
when when you've gone into the offseason, you've made the offseason moves that you made on your defensive side of the ball to see a team come into your home while you have that dirt down there, that hard dirt down there, <laughs> I and, that. and put up 35 points. Uh, I think that's something that, that the, the Raiders should be looking at and shaking their heads, and they need to get that together. That dirt really makes the games hard to oh watch, man. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Hard to watch. Hard to watch with rest to play on them. <laughs> What's the, tell, tell, them, tell them the difference between getting tackled on the dirt versus being tackled on the grass. Oh, my gosh. Is being tackled in the street or, <laughs> or you know, falling in your bed? I mean, that's that's pretty much – playing on that dirt makes it hard to shower after a game, especially if you don't have, you know – All those man, cuts. Because it's so hard. I mean, they could put water on it and, yeah. and make it look all nice for TV and this, that, and third. But, I mean, you're playing on – it feels like you're playing on – on a dirt road. You go down to the country, you know how you got those those roads that go to somebody's house, it's just nothing but dirt and, and just rocks. That's exactly how <laughs> it feels playing on that daggone um on that daggone baseball diamond. Colts, Broncos. Um the Colts are in trouble, uh DJ. The Colts are a, a bad team. And I don't I I'm beginning to one I don't think Andrew Luck Andrew Luck can flourish there with what it's starting what, to scare me man. yeah it, it's like if you watch forget the stats for a second when you watch that game when he's not running for his life he's getting hit on essentially every play and we're not talking about like, hit by one guy he's getting hit by multiple people extremely hard clean shots um their defense is awful um they ask him to do a lot uh you know very little run running game going on like that that's just not a good team that they put around him and I don't think that's going to end well. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if he finishes this season either. Give me Peyton Manning right now. Over luck. I wouldn't take that. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. No, but, I'm just saying. But, the only reason why I say that is because Peyton can't move. And yeah, I know. Based on what yeah. MG said, you got to be able to move behind. But when, when you can't move, that's when you blow, okay, this is where the blitz coming from. Okay, you go here, you go here, that, and the ball is out of his hand. Peyton Man has never played with any offensive line like that. I don't think anybody's ever played with them. They start four rookies. There's only five spots on the line. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a lot of rookies to be out there starting. And, and playing against this team ain't, ain't going to help no, at all. It's not. Von Miller is unbelievable, man. I'm watching that, and the first thing that comes to my mind, A1, is uh, – is uh, when my man uh, William West was in here, and he was like, I don't know why you would pay a guy like Von Miller all that money. Yeah. And then he was like, he doesn't show up. I was like, except for Super Bowls. He's like, if you like that kind of thing. Right. I was like, if you like winning Super Bowls? That is, <laughs> Von Miller, I mean, he's worth every penny. Man, every penny. I mean, yeah. it, he's he's amazing. And, you know, now DeMarcus Ware is going to be, I mean, that, that, even Sean Ray, like, they have so many guys that are so fast at so many different positions. I mean, DeMarcus Ware is fast. Yeah. Von Miller's fast. Sean Ray is fast. I mean, that's a fast defense out there. Uh what's his name is a beast. Uh the cornerback. Uh Talib. Talib is a hair is is a is a beast. Like that defense is the real deal, man. Yeah. And um I then as long as they you know, I would like if they're running back, if excuse me, CJ Anderson's been playing well, if they could just slightly improve their running game and just get that down to the point where they're not asking the quarterback to do too much of anything. Mm-hmm. I got them in the um, contention for the Super Bowl. After you two weeks ago, you yeah, said they were going to win eight games. Yeah, no, did he say eight or did he say seven? I, I, it was he said eight. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't even know. No, I, I, I backed up off of that last week. I told yeah. you the defense that they're playing is, you know, I, I wasn't. I don't know I, how you almost, expected anything less. That's what they did last year. Yeah, no, their defense is good. Their, their defense their defense is, is amazing. Their defense is, is as advertised, and they're as good as any team out there. And on the flip side of that ball, 
Andrew Luck, if you're listening, get out of town, buddy. Like, get out of town. It's too late for that. Yeah, it is. It, it's they gave it, they gave up the best ever for that. He's stuck. The, 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 there's a reason that 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 year that uh, in between they won one game. You know, like there's a reason for that. You know, you, you look, they lost Peyton Manning, they won one game. You know, then they added Andrew Luck in his first year and they win ten games. The second year they win eleven games, and then now you're watching them and they're just they're just not good. Yeah. Um, Packers Vikings. Adrian Peterson lost for a little while. Not sure. Um. Here's here's what I can tell you, and I, I I can't think of a guy who's put up better numbers, stats, performance, and passed the eye test who gets zero attention like Stefan Diggs, like just all the way across. Just you hate to keep talking about fantasy. I got to do every league, and I got him damn near in the last round. Right. And you know, after last week, he goes out there, he puts up all these ridiculous numbers. I go and I look, he's ranked forty fifth, fiftieth projection, seven points, five points, like. And the dude is amazing. We had a chance to see him at Maryland. And I remember when you saw him the first time, Lamont, you said, that guy's going to break all my records. Yeah. I, I had a chance to coach Steph briefly when I was coaching the 707 um, travel league his senior year. And I just remember saying to myself, like, this guy is amazing. And when he went to Maryland, I, I did. I thought he was going to shatter all the all-purpose records, all the, all the all-purpose things that I had. I thought he was going to shatter those records. It's not just his talent, but just his attitude. He's a fierce competitor. He's going to talk trash to you. He's going to dap you up. Uh, he just loves to compete. And, and I think that in the next two, I'm going to say maybe in the next year, year and a half or so, uh, we'll definitely be talking about him as being one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think you have to get another wide receiver opposite him. And it's going to be really interesting exactly. to see how, it's going to be really interesting to see how, um, Bradford, handles things now that Adrian Peterson isn't there. He had an opportunity to throw against single high coverage this past week against Green Bay because they were focusing on stopping Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Now that Adrian Peterson is gone, teams aren't going to focus so much on the run. It's going to be really interesting to see how well uh, Bradford does in, in that position. I'm starting to come around on Bradford. He's okay. Yeah. But, but just like what, what, what Lamont I thought he was what bad. Lamont said, though. It's going. It's going to be a little different now. If if Adrian's going to have to miss games, oh, he is. It's, it's going. It's going to be. It's going to be different now. Now we can really see what, what he's made of when he's not playing against single high cover. How big is it for a guy to come in though, uh, Lamont, at the quarterback position and learn that playbook like that in two to three weeks? I mean, like that doesn't even seem. I've seen one of those playbooks when he used to bring them home, and it's, I couldn't even imagine how you could just pack all of that knowledge and verbiage. In such a short period of time. Well, Bradford, um, I think he's had a couple of offensive coordinators since he's since he's been in. Oh yeah, in absolutely. The NFL. Mm-hmm. And so when you go, when you've gone year after year learning one playbook, going to the next playbook, and you 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 know the frustrations I went through with going from North Turner to Art Shell's so, playbook to Lane Kiffin's playbook. Once you've done that a number of times, oftentimes, what happens, and I know this happened for me. You've played in so many systems that you can kind of relate the system that you're going to now to a system that you've had in the past. And the NFL is pretty much the same. Once you understand the base protections, a lot of the verbiage as far as passing plays are pretty much the same. But once you understand the protections, it's pretty much easy to go in there and, and, and step in and make plays. And once again, you're coming to a team that has Adrian Peterson. 
So it, your game plan is built around being able to turn around, hand the ball off. All <laughs> you really need to do is come in with a handful of passing plays, understand the pass protections, and then go out there and deliver the ball. So like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see how well he does moving forward. We're definitely about to see something different now. I mean, it's a whole, you know, I, I'm sure 90% of their playbook revolves around number 28. So, you know, whole different ball game now. Yeah, I don't think their playbook had, had much in the first place. They don't ask Teddy Bridgewater to do much anyway. And they're definitely not going to, you know, especially his first game. He, he, they didn't put everything in. You know? Oh, no, absolutely not. He look, I, I, I was all, I was, I have not been a Sam Bradford <coughs> fan since from the beginning. I've always thought, I, I, I thought he was extremely over, overrated. Um, and he, he, he looked competent. He looked, he looked competent. You see enough, bless you, you see enough bad quarterback play. That you like that wasn't bad quarterback play. No, that and was good. It yeah, was good. and there's plenty of bad quarterback play around around the NFL. Um, go ahead. I, I will say this. Um, I think one thing that's going to help him out is that uh, he's probably the best quarterback that North Turner has had in a while as an offensive coordinator. I think as just a pure quarterback, I think he's better than Bridgewater, mm-hmm. uh, just as a pure passer. So I think as the longer he's there in that offensive system. And look, I mean, I played with with Norv that that first year in Oakland, and I tell you what, we didn't do well, but his schemes, the things that he comes up with, he does a great job of of game planning and scheming, um, scheming with guys. If this offensive line can hold up and give him some time, he could put up some big numbers. And I think, and I think that they have a good chance with that defense to have back to back titles. Out there, the Packers still just not quite looking right. You know, um, I feel like they ask Aaron Rodgers to essentially win the game for him every, every week. It's like, Aaron, go work a miracle. <laughs> and a lot of times he does, yeah. you know, but over the last year and a half, I would say it, it, it kind of looks like it's starting. It's like people are talking on his cape. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's so much is on his plate mm-hmm. and you're starting to see it. it. Looks similar to, um, it looks similar to Seattle right now. Aaron Rodgers is running for his life also. Yeah. They're not, they're not. They're not blocking at all. Um, he's he's going out there trying to trying to be Superman. And and do you notice how, how big his hand looks on television? Like he he grips that ball like it's and just throws it with such ease. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about the flick of his wrist and strikes mm-hmm. fifty yards down the field like ball placement, just ridiculous. I mean, he's we've said it time and time again. That's a bad man right there. And let's let's not. Let Minnesota's defense go unnoticed. Either. Oh no, 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 no! Playing some defense. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're to be Newman's taken serious. Still out there. I mean, he's out there getting, getting <laughs> a lot of penalties yeah. called on him. But Terrence Newman's <laughs> still out there playing. He's not a safety. He's out there playing a the cornerback. Yeah, he's out there. That's what he does. He picks yeah. up those out pass interferences like it's nobody's business. And Thirty-eight then, years old. Yeah, and then last, and then uh, how old is he? Thirty-eight. Oh goodness, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Okay, that's ridiculous. Um, and then the Eagles Bears last night. Love what I'm saying from the rookie. Yeah. He's, he's poised, man. He's, I mean, they're not asking him to, you know, throw the ball much down the field, but he's making the right plays. He's reading the blitzes. I'm like, I'm, I'm really impressed by this kid. And Jay Cutler's, you know, colorblind Cutler's just being, just being himself. When does that show end? Man. When does the Jay Cutler show end? I think this, I think this is, this is the, uh, I think this is it for Jay Cutler in Chicago. I mean, they got Hoyers to back up, like. Yeah, but still, I mean, I just, I, I, after this year, if Chicago doesn't win, I think it's just time for them to go in another direction. What do you think about all the criticism he always takes about questioning his toughness? Isn't that kind of like out of bounds? He brings it on himself. 
Does I think he? some of it he brings on himself. I think That's some of it, yeah, some yeah. of it he brings on himself. He gets hit a lot. He does get hit a lot. I mean, he gets hit a lot. But he try. But you know what? When I look at Jay Cutler, and I'm such a Jeff George fan, he reminds me a lot of Jeff George. Everybody. From the standpoint mm-hmm. of that he tries to force the ball to right. every single play. Right. Uh, Jay Cutler, his, his best. To be honest with you, for his career, I think the best thing that could happen for him is Mike Shanahan comes out of retirement or whatever he's doing, get a job, and then bring Jay Cutler <laughs> <into the laughs> No, because Jay, Jay Cutler's best year was with. Shanahan. Mike Shanahan two years, in, right. in two years in that offense. So I think this is the end for Jay Cutler. I think Chicago is in a rebuilding process. Uh, I like John Fox. I've always liked him. He's always mm-hmm. seemed to do well uh, wherever he's gone. But um, I think in Chicago, it's just time to it's, it's just time to, to um, move on. It's time to move on. And when we're looking at the Eagles and we're talking about uh, Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. Played against the Cleveland Browns, or you played against the Chicago Bears. Right. Well, this week you got the Pittsburgh Steelers, right. so we're going to get an opportunity to see what type of quarterback, uh, yeah. what type of quarterback he is. I, agree. I I had very, 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 very low expectations from him coming from you know a mid major, uh, <coughs> never playing under um, center, and uh, you know it's the NFL. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. whether it's the Browns, the Bears, or anybody, it's the NFL, and he's handled it. Okay, yeah, I mean, no, he hasn't playing, you know, he's not playing Billy Check or, or the Broncos or anything, but he's still playing NFL teams, and he's and he's done well. I like what I've seen. I'm impressed. <laughs> I am, too. I, like, I am, too. Like Lamar said, we're going we gonna to really see when um, Pittsburgh comes to town. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's go get into this uh, this week's games and get in these picks. Uh, DJ? All right. Um, what we got? That's the Thursday game, yeah, I believe. Thursday is um Houston and New England. <laughs> or where are they at? They're in New England. Uh third string quarterback against that Texas. Against JJ Watt and them boys and Clowney and Yeah. Third string quarterback on short week two? Yeah. That I mean, how much faith are we putting in the in, in the system? I was <laughs> I was actually gonna gonna take Houston this this week over New with England. with um oh it's in New England. Well, you when you were saying that you were saying you were gonna take Houston with Garoppolo playing. That nah, I was gonna take Houston with with um with the first guy. Yeah. So you what are you gonna go with now? Do do we know who's playing yet? Garoppolo's definitely out. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll 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 take um I'll take Houston in this one. I'll, I'll go with you on that. I'll take Houston. Oh, I wonder. They haven't said anything about Gronk. Gronk is out. I'm going Patriots. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's not many times that I pick the Patriots no. to lose. No, but the third string quarterback might be enough. It may be enough, but you know what? I'll take Bill Belichick's special teams and Bill Belichick against Houston's quarterback. And I think that he can get Houston's quarterback to make more mistakes than Houston can get Patriots. I have no objection week, to any of that except week, for that one guy with two lichels. His name is JJ. That's that's JJ, rookie quarterback. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine you, you you have to take faith in that Belichick will plan. We'll have something to scheme away. You know, maybe they roll out opposite of that guy every single time or heavy something. Doses of running game. Of Blunt. It's going to be. I think this is going to be heavy doses of run game. We're looking back at some of the film from last year. Teams were able to. Teams were able to create some discomfort in J.J. Watt by running at him. 
he's shown that when you run at him with the different run schemes where he got to worry about the, the, the tackle coming down and blocking him or the tight end coming down and blocking him, he has to worry about double teams, he has to worry about wham blocks, all these different things. In the Patriots playbook, they have plays that can kind of offset you having a dominant defensive lineman. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with the system. I'm going to yeah. take the system over. I just don't know if they're going to be 4-0 before Brady gets back. I'm sold. He sold me. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm he sold me. I'm staying with Houston. I'll, I'll take New England. It's not often he can sell me. He's a delusional dude. But I'll, take, I'll, I'll, I'll take New England. You got that, A1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, the Rams at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and James. I'll take Tampa Bay, too. Lamont? I like Fisher. That's the only reason why I want to pick the Rams. I'm <laughs> over Fisher, too. Um, where's the game at? In Tampa. In Tampa. I'm going to go with the... Um, um, Arizona's at Buffalo. Does it get better for Rex? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't. I can pick. It. No, it does not. Give me, Ari- give me Arizona. Give me Arizona. I don't. I don't want Rex to go zero and three, man. You gonna have to fire somebody this week too. Is there any snow in the forecast? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only bet. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going with the Cardinals. Um, Oakland's at Tennessee. Hmm. Oakland will win that. Yeah, I like Raiders. Give me Oakland. Yeah, Raiders should win that one. I can see Tennessee winning, but I ain't gonna pick them. Um, Cleveland's at Miami. Miami. Yeah. Cleveland's starting some guy I never even heard of. And wonder who they'll be starting next week. Yeah, Cody Kessler. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, um, Miami too. You heard of Cody Kessler before? Yeah. Okay. I'll take Miami. <laughs> um, I'm only because I have this guy on my fantasy team. Cody Kessler? No. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Hey. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think Cleveland I, I think Cleveland can run the ball on, on, on Miami. Good luck with that one. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to go with Cleveland. Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Give me Baltimore. I'm not picking Jacksonville again, man. <laughs> <laughs> Until they play one of these bum teams. Give me, give me, give me Baltimore. Once again, I'm going with my fancy team. I'm going Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville at home. They showed me something against Green Bay. Uh, this last game was on the road. Uh, they seem to, to play a lot better when they're at home. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Jaguars. In this I'm, I'm going to go with you on that one. I like, I like Jacksonville too. Um, Green. Green Bay at home against Detroit. Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Hey, one, you can't just keep making up stuff, by the way, to tell me James Winston's never beaten a winning team. The Falcons last year when they were six and six and one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you got me. (laughs) Did you just did you do any research or did you just throw that out there? It was off the top, so you just threw that out there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I was scared to challenge you because I'm like, all right, I mean, I, yeah, I did, I, the I way he said it, it is he's like, he hasn't won he against him. Yeah, he I'm said it like no, I meant a team that had a winning record at the end of the season. That's what I meant. And what, did you do any research on that one? Yeah. You just made that one up yourself. <laughs> uh, they haven't have beat a team that had a winning record. You just took in a wild guess. Go ahead. Go ahead, DJ. Denver. You had, like that stat, did you? That you made up? 
<laughs> no, you can't just make up stuff. Go ahead. Denver's at Cincinnati. Denver. I might not pick against Denver. Denver's <laughs> real, man. See how, see how fast he's going. Yeah, yeah, I know. Absolutely. I, I don't know about I'm Denver not, this see, year, see, man. DJ, You're I'm not, tripping. Yeah, see, DJ, I'm not the one to go down with the ship. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> no, man. This is, from here on in, they're going to win all the games. Like, no, I, I'm the first one off the ship. Like, nah, yeah. not going to happen. Sorry. I was wrong. This team sucks. Like, I'm the first one off the ship. And the first one to hop on the bandwagon. Like, oh, these boys are for real. Denver? Nope. Not going against them. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, um, be hard to see Cincinnati with a team they got going one and two, but th- th- this might be a rough one. I mean, it's unfortunate because they they really should have won the game last week. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Denver too. Where are they playing at? In Cincinnati. Back to back, you said they're one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go with Denver. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that pick. I mean, because they be struggling with with the Colts for a little bit there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I think the I, I think the Bengals has a, have a better offense than the Colts, and the Bengals also have a better defense than the Colts. Um, you look at the fact that Denver's twenty six in the NFL in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's 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 going to be a very interesting game. So, I just don't know how 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 they're going to do it. Who? How the, the Bengals? Bengals? How they going to do it? I man? don't know, boy, because uh, AJ, their running game has AJ been Green not about to not about to do all get that. 180 yards on them not, and two touchdowns. That is yeah, true. and they yeah, got out. they got Ray, the, the rookie. He's second year, right in. Yeah, is it second? Yeah, yeah, he's going to fill right in. I just think I just I, I just feel like the Bengals are going to find a way to. I just feel like they're going to find a way to win the game. I'm not a big Andy Dalton <laughs> fan, and I'm a big defense a fan. And again, not Andy Dalton. Jeremy Hill, you want to talk about a guy who had, you know, was the hottest thing since sliced bread. And he's had such, since that started, since the end of that one year, like he's just been disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Yeah, he's been, he's been sharing a lot too. He don't get a lot of carries. There's a reason for that. He doesn't do anything with him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, can't just keep handing the guy the ball to go two yards. Go ahead, next game. Minnesota at, um, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. That is not where you want to start the the, the non Adrian Peterson show in Carolina. Yeah, but you, I tell you what, Joe, it's some. I'm not picking Minnesota, so let me just start off by okay. that. I like that Vikings defense. I do too. I really like that Vikings defense, and and one thing that the Panthers have done a good job of is they've done Smart a good. Points. They've done they've done a great job of bullying. <laughs> they bully teams both yeah. offensively and defensively. I don't think that you can bully this Vikings team. I like the defensive coordinator. I, I, I like uh, Zimmerman. I like him. Um, but, like you said, no Adrian Peterson. You got the Panthers coming to town. That's going to be too much. much. Those things are bloodthirsty. going to be too much. Uh, mm-hmm. The linebacker core of the Panthers is just going to be too much. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Panthers. Yeah. On that. DJ, yeah. this dude is pressing you out in your uh, thing. Do you know John Griffin? <laughs> He's been asked like five, six times, man. Who's um, John Griffin? Is that Peter Griffin's? I don't think so. John Griffin? He's asking you if you know somebody named John Griffin? Man, that's Tone, man. Don't even listen to Tone, <laughs> man. <laughs> the, um, the thing, the thing with Carolina is when they get, and, and that's, that's the way you have to beat them is like the way Denver does, is you don't let him get in the rhythm. But once Cam and them boys get rolling, 
and he gets the dabbing and dancing, and it just starts raining. You know what I mean? Yeah. He starts rolling. It's like Duke and when they're shooting those threes. Like, once he gets going, forget about it. You know, it's, oh, you know, Ted getting out the blue catches a 90-yard pass. Mm-hmm. Then Olsen, and then Cam's running for 20 yards. Then he's throwing it, and Jonathan Stewart all of a sudden makes an appearance. And then Mike Talbert's out there, and you're like, it's just people coming from everywhere. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why you the, the Denver matchup is tough for them because they don't let it get going. You know, you just keep keep punching Cam in the mouth. Until, you know, it's just like, man, next thing you know, it's fourth quarter, and, and he never got going. Yeah, I think it's back to reality. I don't even know if it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Washington at New York. Give me the Giants. And the, and, and the Kirk Cousins show goes 0-3. And, and yeah. that'll put you guys at 3-0, correct? Yeah, I'll take the Giants, too. The, uh, Lamont, I know you, you're taking the Redskins. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the Skins. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, you, you want them to win 11 games. Yeah, yeah. Got to start winning soon. Yeah. I'm going with the Skins. At the beginning of the season, I thought that they would split with either Dallas or the Giants, and they would sweep the other two teams in the division. So so they got to sweep the Giants. So I think they'll sweep the Giants, sweep, sweep Philly. So I'm going to go with the Redskins in this hmm. game. Sweep the Giants, sweep Philly. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Disrespectful. <laughs> on your show. This man just come up on your show. <laughs> Call your team garbage. Hey, man. I didn't say they were garbage, but I said if the Redskins Red sweep you, you're garbage. Think about this. The last time the Redskins swept the Giants, the Giants won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, if that's what it's going to take for us to get back to the Super Bowl, sweep Whoa. us. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying it's yeah. Hey, sweep that's us, Redskins. Possible. Matter of fact, I should pick them. <laughs> right. Go but ahead. San Fran at Seattle. Seattle gets back on track. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle gets back on track. Yeah. Enough is enough. I mean, I feel like they 0-2 and they, they won their first game. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) New, new, the New York Jets at Kansas City. Kansas City. Arrowhead. I don't like what I'm saying from Kansas City. I don't either. They couldn't move, they couldn't move the ball at, at all last week. I think Jamal Charles is supposed to be back. They said week three. I think Jamal is supposed to be back too, but. That jet, that Jets got a lot going on right now. I'll they take do. The jets. Give me the Jets. The, the Jets look good on uh Fitzpatrick looked good. Fitzpatrick he moved, really moved the good. ball. Decker looked good. Brandon Decker, yeah. man, they was Forte. Forte. Yeah, no, they they they're looking good. No, no doubt about that. I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Just something about Arrowhead. Yeah, I just yeah. always feel like yeah. you're supposed to pick the Chiefs at home unless it's some sort of mega. Team, which I don't, right. kind of, I don't find the Jets as. It's hard to win an Arrowhead. It it's really hard, is. It's hard to win an Arrowhead, but I also think that the Chiefs' defense is going to get more pressure on Fitzpatrick than than what the Buffalo Bills are going to do. Um. So Jets, Jets, Chiefs. Yeah, I got, I got. I said no. We no, they, they, they say the Chiefs. I got the Jets. Next is um San Diego at Indianapolis. Chargers. Uh, nah, give me the Colts there. They're at Indianapolis. They're at Indianapolis. Yeah, I, I'm not a Chargers fan. I'm a fellow Rivers fan, so and yeah. I got the Chargers winning that division. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably I got to go with the Colts on this one too. Some man said the Chargers winning that division. I'm just thinking to what I had at the beginning of the season. See what I'm I mean? Going see, see what? Going with the best quarterback in, in in that division. See what I mean in terms of the guy who's down go down with the ship? Not me, buddy. I don't know how you could possibly watch Denver play for these first two weeks and watch the Chargers play these first two weeks and think that the Chargers are going to win that division. I mean, I, I don't even know what you could have been watching. Yeah, I'm what, sticking to what, what I said. Edelman yeah. going down, exactly, too? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, not Edelman, but Woodhead. Woodhead went down, too. Yeah, and Woodhead's out for the year. Who was their best weapon? I mean, they throw, that, throw the ball, run the ball. 
Gordon Lee's Gordon is looking good this year. He does. He does. Got him. Pittsburgh. I got Chargers. Tripping. Next is Pittsburgh at um, Philadelphia. Hmm. Pittsburgh. Mike Pittsburgh. Tomlin versus a rookie quarterback. Um, me, I'll take me, Mike Tomlin. Me, Big Ben versus a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I'll take Big Ben. Give me Pittsburgh also. Next. Yes. Chicago primetime again, man. Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago at oh, Dallas, man. man. They still, How they, they pull have, that off? Jay Cutler back to back primetime? And they still have you play their Thursday night games. That means we're going to see them again. Sheesh. What's Yo, going Cutler's on? not playing out there. Well, he said he might not play. Man, rather he play or not. How did, how did they even, how did they get primetime two weeks in a row? That Eagle, Eagles Bears was a pretty bad matchup for a Monday night game. But I tell you, the what? game wasn't bad, but it was a uh, bad matchup. What's the name is ranked ninth overall in defense? The Who? Bears are. The Bears? The Bears are ninth overall in defense. Yeah. I felt like last night the Eagles kept driving up and down the field. They just weren't scoring any points. Right. I mean, like right. every time I looked up, they were in the red zone. They just were leaving with field goals. Like, I yeah. mean, I've never seen somebody dominate a game so much and only be up nine. It was a nine six. As a matter of fact, they might have even been, yeah, it was like nine six. But I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field. I mean, they, they had some drops too. Mm-hmm. But, but Brian Matthews scored two touchdowns. Yeah, I think he ended up with like five yards rushing. With but that being touchdowns. said, uh, I'm going to take Dallas. Yeah, I don't want to, but I'm going to go with Dallas. I'll take Dallas. Especially, all right, here's the question is, th- does, does Jay Cutler playing hurt or help them? See, I'm thinking if he, I'm hoping he don't play. So if you're saying if he does play that, that hurts them. I don't think it make a difference. I just, I mean, <laughs> if he's hurting, don't play him. Just, just, I just wouldn't play him. His face always looks like he's hurting. Always looks like he's <laughs> he, he always looks like he'd just rather be somewhere he else. Looks like, like he hates football. Yeah, he hates life. <laughs> no, he hates, he, he hates where he's at currently. Like, he, the look he has, that's the look I have when I'm at work. You know what I mean? Like, man, what time I get off? Like, that's how Jake Cutler literally looks like. Can't wait. Like, if football players could wear watches, he would definitely be checking his. Like, what time do we get out of here? Your shift cannot end uh soon enough. That's how right. Jay Cutler always looks. He has that Shanahan, please help me get a new job and bring me in look. Have you seen that website that has him um smoking cigarettes everywhere? It's a website that they just put you take any Jay Cutler picture and you put a cigarette in his mouth. No. <laughs> you check it out. It's hilarious. Like and it looks like it belongs because you know how he just always has that face like he's just sitting there. The time people have in their hands. Oh man, unreal. Last game Monday night is Atlanta at New Orleans. Ooh, shootout. Yeah. Well, shootout. Well, in you, New Orleans? I mean, you never know. I thought our game would be a shootout last week. I'm going with Saints. I I feel like y'all another team that you're always supposed to pick at home. Yeah, Saints. Saints yeah, me night. too. That's what I did the first game, and the Raiders won. Yeah, out Saints Monday night home. Drew Brees off of a loss, off of a game where they scored 13 points. I think how many did they score against? They you? scored 13. Yeah, give me Drew Brees, and offense, and lots of it. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Master P. Do I want, do I want to, do I want to pick Atlanta? I don't, I don't want, I don't I, want Atlanta's New Orleans to go. I, I Owen, don't think I'll be picking much of. They, they just got a big win against Oakland. Then pick them in. No, right at, at, at Oakland. And Oakland already beat New Orleans. Then pick them. You sound like you're trying to convince yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you try, you're not going to convince, you're, like you're, you're not going to convince me. So, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. You try to talk yourself into it. I mean, you, you've been talked out of a pick already. I know, no, I have. I'm not saying I'm above being talked out of a pick. But you just not, you're I just not, don't, I don't like not the Falcons. Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I don't Atlanta. like the Falcons. Um, that last year, 6-0, oh, 
to six and ten. That's pretty hard to do, man. Mm. And they, I like that they run. They got that two running back combo. I do. I got Julio Jones. He's a little banged up, but he's still Julio Jones. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me, give me, uh, give me New Orleans. Exactly. You can't even say it. You wanted to so I bad. I want to. I want to. And then you can't even bring yourself to I say. I want it. to. We gonna come back. We will talk about this next week. Uh, Atlanta probably gonna win this game. <laughs> but you don't want to pick them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's anything you wanted to say before we get out of here, DJ? Nah, man. You still, you still trying to sell yourself? Nah, nah. You still sound like you stuck on the Atlanta pick. Lamont, it's been a pleasure to having you stop by the barbershop and talk some football and give some insight to us and, uh, you know, break down some plays and whatever the case may be. It was definitely a pleasure to have you and uh, look forward to maybe having you again later on in the year at some point in time. A matter of fact, we're definitely going to have you. As soon as the Redskins pick up about their seventh, eighth loss, <laughs> we'll make sure we bring you back just to chat Redskins and see, and see, how, see how you feel about about that situation. Go down with the ship. All the way down with the ship. A1's already got a lifeboat out. A1's got a lifeboat out. You and uh, Lamont need to have a little um, wager as the better season between Cousins and... Um, James Winston. That's your beef. You brought that up. <laughs> oh, Why are you trying to put Lamont into your beef? Me, you, me and Lamont. All right? <laughs> I mean, you, you just threw that out there. You made up a stat, threw that man James Winston's name into a situation that had nothing to do with him, and threw a stat behind it. Statistically, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me. Matter of fact, I would expect Kirk Cousins to statistically have a better season than, than James Winston. I think Kirk's going to have more wins. I would expect him to do that as well. I told you my my Jameis Winston thing has always been year three. I'm I, you know year three. That's that's what I'm waiting for. As long the only thing I need from him this year is an improvement or not to take that sophomore uh, jinx step back yet. So as long as he if he improves, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Next year is when I is when I'll start making my Jameis Winston bets. All right, but who would I go with in Minnesota? Carolina. We all do Carolina. You want to switch to Minnesota? All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. All your comments, we appreciate it. Um, If you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole show, again, you can download the podcast on iTunes as well as the TuneIn app and Google Play Store. Just type in Player's Voice, The Barbershop, and it will be on there. You can go to the Player's Voice website, click on the Barbershop tab, and you can go listen to any one of the shows. And as well as on the Facebook page, uh, playersvoice.com, as well as on Damar Johnson's page, you can catch the video of the entire show. We appreciate everybody, all your comments, um, Derek Mason talk, Todd Heap foolishness, all of that good stuff. We appreciate everybody, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>